0: Hello everyone and welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays and our second ever commentary track, Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever at the time this is dropping is coming out a week from this weekend so we decided uh, or it's actually coming out later this week because it's dropping on a Monday so we decided let's do a commentary track for the original Black Panther because it's a movie I've seen a bunch of times. Kelsey's definitely seen a bunch of times. She's always studying for trivia. Um, <laughs> Kelsey, you won't have to give your thoughts on Black Panther because we're going to have two and a half hours to talk about it. But uh, are yeah. you excited to get this commentary track underway?
1: I am, Dill. I'm so I've, as you said, I started my studying journey preparing for that big title match at the end of this year. And so what I, what my method is, not to give my secrets away, but I start from the newest stuff that's been released because that's the stuff that I've seen released and I make my way backwards through the MCU. So it's fun to jump right in the middle of the MCU right away to right. this commentary track.
0: So we're going to begin it at about two minutes into this video. So you guys have about 45 seconds left if you want to get the Disney Plus up or your Blu-ray or whatever. Uh, assuming you've already gotten that ready because uh, it is a commentary track. So you're not going to click on it and just listen to us talk without having the movie playing. Or you're going to listen to us talk without the movie playing. That's fine too. Um, but we will start it. I will count down from five. And then on after one, when we hit zero, that's when Kelsey and I are going to hit play. So it's going to be five, four, three, two, one, play. Uh, play will be zero and we will press play and we will take it from there and just talk about this movie I have a bunch of trivia and fun facts in terms of like the making of and stuff like that um, And Kelsey just has a lot of fun insight as well as a trivia nerd. So uh, Kelsey, are you ready?
1: <laughs> I'm ready with my hard All cider. Right.
0: Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll crack the drinks open once we hit play um, or actually Kelsey's already cracked the drink open, I guess So uh, Sorry, we're, a little bit beyond, we're a little bit beyond two minutes of this video. So let's get into this commentary track So pull up your Disney pluses everyone because we're gonna start in Five, four, three, two, one, play. And here we go. Baba. If your first word was Baba, you're on the right track. We are here. <laughs> we are doing the commentary track. If you can't see anything, that's also okay because it's still a little dim. Um, different, Kelsey. We're not getting our Marvel intro right away. How do you feel about that? No.
1: No, I I love it when we don't get the Marvel intro right away. It's that's one of my that's when you I feel like you know a good movie's about to start Mm
0: -hmm. because it has to build maybe the the boom Marvel drop yeah Yeah.
1: and we get a lot of key information here during this little intro you know Mm -hmm. we're we're getting the history of Wakanda.
0: Yeah. And if I love never, how
1: they did this animation with the with the sand. Say, yeah. You know what I mean? The sand
0: animation's cool. Sand animation, if you will. Um the one thing, the one I love thing it. I'll tell you people listening, if you've never seen Black Panther, this is not the time to play us <laughs> because uh we want you guys to enjoy it. We're assuming if you've you're listening to this that you've seen Black Panther. If you're a Marvel fan, you've probably seen Black Panther. If you're a person, you've probably seen Black Panther. So um Yeah we're going to be talking over a lot of the dialogue, but that's because we've seen this movie a bunch of times. We're not doing this to like actually watch the movie. We're doing this to kind of provide our commentary, our insight as you watch the movie and as we watch it with you. So, so think of this more as like a watch along with your two annoying friends that won't shut up during the movie. Um, That's, that's us right now.
1: (laughs) You know, Jill, I was just thinking about this today. It's, Anyone was like, "What movie would you recommend to someone who's never seen an MCU project ever?" Mm-hmm. I think I would tell them Black Panther. I think that's like the one that mm-hmm. you you would like have to see, just as like a good movie. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: You, oh, here we go. Even if you
1: don't want to watch. Two.
0: Moving to Oakland. Yes. Yeah. No, Oakland, I'm just California. keeping track, making sure people are are with us. Um, For sure. I love this too. still no Marvel intro, so we're still kind of just setting up the atmosphere, the vibe, what Ryan Coogler's going for, or Zach from trivia would say Ryan cooler All <laughs> right. perfect <laughs> <ground>. <laughs> Zach's
1: gonna Zach's gonna hate that that you just brought that up again
0: so yeah we we got this great opening here in Oakland, you know, kind of merging the real life with the mystical with the magical with the marvelness of it, yeah. So when love are we, uh... Sterling K. Brown? Oh yeah, let's let's crack open what some What are we drinks. drinking?
1: These drinks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I got my my nice little Coors Light. Uh, we we respond. Uh, we um, what do we call? It? Recommend safe drinking here. Safe consumption Responsible. here. Responsible drink. I'm gonna do something disgusting. I don't have I don't have long enough fingernails to do this, so I'm just gonna use my teeth to cup, pop open the. the
1: beer. Oh wow, using the teeth. There we go. It, it, don't try this at home, kids. Dill's a professional. The
0: crisp crack there. It's funny because as I open the beer, straw came around, just goes like, he like it was almost like he was reacting to me.
1: Do you open beer with your teeth often?
0: Also, usually, I can get the cap, but sometimes if it's like really well mm. packed in the box, sometimes the cap is so hard to like get open. Um, sure. Ne- never a bottle with the cap. This is fully a can. Um But cheers, Still, girls. I- cheers,
1: cheers. I, I got an easy one for us. Why don't we just drink every time someone says the word Wakanda?
0: <laughs> okay, we could try that. Um, so, yeah, we just created our <laughs> little drinking game. So if you guys want to create your own little drinking game, um, there we go. So I love this because,
2: you know, we're,
0: we're kind of getting these characters. When you first see this, you're like, you're not sure if these are the main characters, or if these are supporting characters, because these characters aren't in the whole movie. Like, these are not your mm-hmm. main players, but it, it definitely sets up kind of the whole conflict of the Earth versus Wakanda thing and, you know, um, the fact that we're not just being thrust right into Wakanda. We're getting some of the family dynamics.
1: Yeah, I have this some fun facts like reading... about Wakanda,
0: but we'll get there when we get to Wakanda.
1: Oh, I can't wait. This is like the whole like almost inciting incident of this whole movie that we're getting right in the beginning. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Dale Sterling K Brown really really
0: rocks. So you know what's really interesting also is uh T'Chaka, the actor playing Tichaka, Atanduakani, mm-hmm. his dad plays the older version of T'Chaka. So it is the same bloodline, I guess, of actors. in Civil War? Yeah, and in the dream sequence that so we'll see. That and right in here.
1: this yeah. movie as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: John Candy is is a much more popular actor. That's his dad. That's he's uh, the voice of Rafiki in the live action Lion King. He's done a bunch of stuff, but um wow. this is his son. Son playing the younger version of him, which is pretty cool.
1: That is really cool.
0: Vibranium. Wow. So there's my first fun fact. Great. We got one of them out of the way. I'm just trying to pepper in these fun facts as best we can. Um Sure.
1: Is that is that your fun fact? They they have Vibranium in Wakanda.
0: No, the fun fact is that they're the same blood. They it's Oh. Son.
1: <laughs> well, you just went Vibranium. There's my first fun fact. So I was like oh
0: vibrating no, like, oh, like
1: to. To. Okay, I love that fun fact, Dill. The more you. you know. See, I'm taking in all this trivia. <laughs> I'm, all been, all I'm this cheating thing. right now. Yeah,
0: and the trivia I'm going to be saying is not stuff you're going to have to study for. Oh, no, like I know, I know. Shit, so. um, Sterling K. Brown, though, fantastic actor. Like, literally, one of the most expressive people working. Have you seen This yeah. Is Us? No, it's
1: i've heard it's really sad
0: it is but as an actor and there's a devastating
1: episode with a crock pot in it and i have no idea what happens but i've just heard about this infamous crock pot Mm. and that's all i really know about the show
0: let's say sterling k brown has some scenes in that show that are just devastating i mean like in this little short scene he's already conveying so much like you could see all the emotion just in that little scene oh there we go there's basketball looking in the sky so this is a young killmonger we're led to believe right yeah yeah
1: yeah this is a young
0: um eric stevens
1: eric stevens wow eric killmonger now we get
0: our intro so look at that how many (gasps) minutes we're almost six minutes in and now we're finally getting our intro which is kind of wild
1: Oh, see, they changed it on Disney Plus. It's all dedicated to Chadwick now. If you watch Black Panther on Disney Plus, the whole Marvel intro is dedicated to Chadwick, and it tugs at my heartstrings every time. Wait, I don't think this... I'm be the handle this movie, Dill.
0: I don't think I'm on the same version as you because I'm not. I don't have a Chadwick intro.
1: Wait, are you watching on Disney Plus?
0: I am. I didn't get a Chadwick intro, so it must be
1: no. My whole intro is Chadwick. I wonder I how, why that is. I wonder how that could be. I don't know. This isn't even the first time I've watched Black Panther since his past, passing. I just I'm an emotional little bitch. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to handle this.
0: I know. It is sad, but at the same time, I I think, you know, I I think I've seen oh, it enough times after
1: The announcer said Wakanda. Oh,
0: said Wakanda. There we go.
1: I think we forgot to listen to. It. We probably missed a bunch of Wakandas, but I'm going to listen for it now.
0: Oh, Okoye. Great character. Iconic
1: queen. Queen, queen.
0: It's funny, all the Dora Milaje actresses had to cut their hair, had to shave their heads for real. Like, I mean, there's no way you can really fake that. So that's, you know, that's a big acting commitment. Would you shave your Mm. head for a role? Would you do it?
1: Jill, you know, this question has been posed to me very recently. I think it would have to depend on the scale of the role. Mm -hmm. And like what, the pay. project it was for mm-hmm. but for the right for the right role i think i'd commit what i probably wouldn't wouldn't ever be able to do is shave my eyebrows i mm-hmm. i i, I want to keep those i don't think those grow back do they not? shave them i'm not sure
0: I say we we are priding ourselves on our eyebrows here on Marvelous Movie Mondays. I, I'm very proud of mine as well. Mine are very expressive. I've
1: worked really hard to get my eyebrows, and they're not even that great, but mm. I I take good care of them.
0: So what I love about this sequence, I love how they kind of and they don't do this much in the rest of the film. They kind of play into the whole like fear idea of Black Panther because he he's obviously a symbolism, a symbol of hope, symbol of optimism. You know, a great leader, but at the same time, like. Mm -hmm. the actual idea of just like this black panther in the night i mean wild cats are scary you know like lions tigers uh, panthers so the fact that they're in this dark jungle and the panther's lurking and i love the shot that's about to happen where it's him up in the tree like i wish there was a little more of that just in the movie and all the other movies and sadly because he's passed we won't Mm -hmm. get any more of chadwick but um you know i hope whoever assuming i know who By the trailers, who the new Black Panther will be? I hope they use them Mm. uh, and and do a little bit more of this kind of stuff, like the whole lurking in the shadows, kind of. Sure. Stealthy stealthy Black Panther. Make
1: uh, the Black Panther a little more animalistic.
2: Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah. Sure. And that's also a tough line, also because you don't want to make it too animalistic to the point where it's like almost like, you know, like a racist caricature. You know, Um, you want to be still respectful without, you know. See, there you go. No,
1: there's yeah,
0: 100%. A, a scary Cat-like. Mm-hmm.
1: Feline-like. Not, you know, nothing yeah. offensive.
0: Oh, Lupita Nyong'o, another great one.
1: This is a stacked cast.
0: It really is. Um, see, Lupita Nyong'o has already had her Oscar by now um, when she got this role, but Chadwick was still relatively unknown, except for, obviously, he was in Civil War, but even then, he was an unknown he really became a big star from this movie. Um, he was Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson in 42. We actually did a whole movie club with mm-hmm. 42, with uh, 21 Bridges or whatever it is, 28 Bridges. Yes, 21 um, Bridges. on Rainey's Black Bottom, which he was nominated for post, uh, posthumously after his death and after this film. But, yeah, um, I'd say of all the stars, like, Lupita Nyong'o was the only one who was really, aside from like the older people like Forrest Whitaker, uh, Sterling K. Brown, Angela Bassett, like she was the only like younger person who was really established at this point, and kind of Daniel Kaluuya too, but he was only a year removed from Get Out, so it's like this is still a fresh Great. cast. Denai Guerrero, who played Okoye, she's coming off of The Walking Dead, but even then, that's a very specific audience. Like I feel like mainstream audiences that don't watch that show or aren't like TV people, just movie people, didn't know who she was either. So it's really cool to just see these actors. Mm-hmm really become famous and, and blow up because of this uh, project. Cause it is such an influential piece of, like you said, just cinema for movie fans, not just MCU, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you like this relationship here? Do you, do you buy them? Yeah. You do.
1: Well, I mean, they're I both just, incredible. So I already like, mm-hmm. I get the chemistry. I just, it's a shame that we're not going to get too much more backstory into this specific relationship. Because I would love to know, like, why they didn't work out before. Like, what their relationship looked like before this moment. Because when we meet them, they're broken up.
0: You know what mm-hmm. I mean, Dill? Yeah. And, but
1: we're not going to get any more.
0: Sadly. Yeah. Uh, we're going to just get the sad stuff out of the way. Obviously, if you're watching this, you probably know by now Chadwick has, Boseman has passed away. And um, he was actually two years into his four-year battle of cancer when he was filming this. So. Um, He passed away in 2020, started his cancer battle shortly after Civil War was released. So, yeah, he's two years into fighting this disease. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, And this beautiful score right here with the light coming up on the two of them and just stunning Mm -hmm. music. Uh, Ludwig Mm Gorenson did the score for it. It's the only MCU score to win Best Score at the Oscars. I believe it's one of the only ones to even be nominated at the Oscars. Because the scores themselves, none of them are as iconic as this. I mean, the Avengers has that theme. But the Avengers, it's just that theme. Whereas here, it's like yeah. the whole music. It, it just feels so rich culturally. And yeah. obviously, here's Wakanda. So it's beautiful. I said Wakanda, so I drank.
1: But. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, you know, Dill, I it's just one of those things where, like, the score itself adds so much more to the movie that if it were different or if it was, like, it was just completely taken away the movie just wouldn't feel as whole yeah because you, know you I mean? really want to so like, score itself is the the
0: characters yeah exactly that's good and even this stuff like the trumpets like kind of the royal theme right there mm-hmm. i love it. these that.
1: these like drums like these bongos in the background whatever this like put it up like that immediately you know wakanda it's wakanda mm-hmm. any music that can like trigger you like take you somewhere like that's a good score mm-hmm
0: well, something interesting about Wakanda—the production designer. We also got to talk about the production design. A lot of this is CGI, but a lot of the uh, in in building sets, like everything in the throne rooms, and just a lot of the mountains and, and just the tribal stuff in general. The set dressing—that is all practical, and that is um, production designer Hannah Beechler um, is in charge of that, and she did a great job with it. She actually wrote a 515-page. She calls it a Bible about Wakanda, just the history of the culture and just the different designs and the structures, the architecture, wow. all that. Just about the production design. Because production design isn't just buildings, but it's props. It's not costumes, but costumes can be included in that design. So like you know, it's the spears yeah. they carry. That's all part of the production design too. So like really cool that um, there's like a whole magnum opus uh, 515 page thing about Wakanda. That That's
1: some good dramaturgy. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Well, yes. It's, it's yes, on good dramaturgy on her. But for you good. and Thank for you for, for acknowledging. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about my researching and finding out that information, but I now realize you were talking about.
1: I'll give you both credit. Thank you.
0: Love this relationship, too. I mean, that's the thing this movie does so well, is right away establishing who these characters are in relation to one another, not just separately.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like T'Challa is kind of more of like the... Not, one note but obviously like the more like just kind of composed cool like leading man I feel like he's got a lot of the colorful personalities around him but he's a good balance of those bigger personalities which is always something I like she's great too Mm -hmm. great Angela Bassett
1: I mostly know Angela Bassett from American Horror Story
0: ah I've never seen that
1: I had a phase during the pandemic, deal. I was like, I've heard a lot about this show. Let me just dive right in. And, and now for the greatest performance
0: crazy. in the MCU thus far, Mr. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I will not take any counter arguments. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: Really, he has the greatest performance
0: for you? I I think so. It's my favorite performance because because it's so layered. You know, it's not just the one-note villain. Even here, it's like you're like, ooh, who's this character? I'm I'm interested. I'm yeah. not getting the villain vibe right away, even though the marketing made it seem like he is the villain and he is. Um he's the antagonist, if you will, but I don't even think he's a villain. I think he's got very sound reasonings for what he's doing, which is why it's like sure. such a compelling character. And I think he brings a lot to that.
1: I would say maybe not for this movie specifically, but just like more of the villain character in this movie is Andy Circus's character.
0: Right. He's His more like name the stereotypical has flipped
1: me at this you, moment you right Lizzie's now
2: claw, yeah.
1: yes thank you dill oh my god can't make a slip up like that at trivia no, no one's gonna trivia. eat me alive
0: this is purely enjoyment um <laughs> i mean what would you Lizzie do if you're in claw. a museum and someone asked if they could buy something or take something like i mean how do you respond to that
1: uh that's above my pay grade i'd have to get my manager right <laughs> i'd be like uh. Ah.
0: I love how he almost has like a flirtatious nature to him too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like the way he just kind of talked to her, like he was, was almost kind of smooth.
1: Yeah, he's a really attractive guy. <laughs> I'll say. I also it. love
0: this. I love seeing Anti-Circus running in because immediately those who really know Age of Ultron well are like, "Oh, that's Claw." Um,
1: I think at some point. Um...
0: And I love this. This how the camera kind of. Has it blurred out and then focuses on him? Comes into frame.
1: I think at some point Killmonger said it actually comes from Wakanda, so I took a drink. Ah,
0: gotcha. I love this. This is what makes him, like you said, like like more he's a
1: villain. Movies. He's mm-hmm. a villain. Like that's villainous shit.
0: I love the way he talks too. It's just it's because it's not funny, but yeah, it's it's engaging. It's it's got okay. an energy to it, you know. You got to leave the crime scene more out. I just love it.
1: What accent is that? Where is Andy Circus from?
0: Um well Andy Circus, I think, is either Australian or British. This is not his actual accent. I think his actual accent is 13 going on 30 accent. The this is somewhere in the middle of something. He else.
1: is an English actor.
0: That's what I figure. This is actually one of his only like fully non CGI no performances. And even then, his arm's CGI, so
1: <laughs> he has a he has a type. <laughs> you know, good for him.
0: <laughs> he knows his type. And I like this having the two of them together because it's like he's much more extroverted and killmonger at least right now is so cool calm, and collected now they're doing the hannibal lecter thing of pulling him out mm. with, the, mm-hmm. with the stretcher yeah this is such a great ragtag team the only complaint i have is that we don't get a lot with his girlfriend character like i feel like she's very underdeveloped. Yeah. but
1: yeah
0: all right so we're about to see all the tribes and actually i'm gonna put you on the spot and ask if you can name all six of the tribes
1: there's the mining tribe, I know that, the mm-hmm. river tribe, Yeah. Um, the border tribe, there's mm-hmm. six. They're yep. going to say them at one point. I want to make sure that I can get it. Oh, I said Excuse mining me. river, mining, border. river border. Oh, just Mbaku's tribe, does that count?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of them? Oh,
1: oh God.
0: This isn't a trivia question. This is just Jabari. Yep, Jabari, and then you got two Jabari tribe. I'll
1: give you hints. Uh, Okay.
0: One of them is another name for the royal family. It's like that tribe, and the other one is is uh they wear purple.
1: (laughs) Is one of them the merchant tribe?
0: Yep, that's the purple one. So now you got only one left, okay. and that's the, the the one that T'Challa's family is.
1: Oh God, I don't know if I know the name of his tribe, but it's another name for the royal family. Yeah, I
0: the mean, it's, it's the it's the tribe that the royal family is. So, mm. it's it's also a color. It's it's kind of a color, kind of an element.
1: A color, kind of an
0: element. So like silver, but not silver.
1: The aluminum tribe. <laughs> no, The gold tribe.
0: The golden tribe, yep. So oh, the, the golden, golden tribe, tribe, border tribe, river tribe, mining tribe, merchant tribe, and the Jabari. So the golden tribe, yeah, it's the royal family. They use the black motif with continental symbol for the sun. Um, and they have the panther theme designs. That's how you can tell them apart. The border tribe. Uh, was inspired by Lesotho architecture and language, which is an African country. Uh, tribe symbol uh, is the Lesotho word for horsemen. Their motif is blue. So they're the blue tribe um, mm. and they use the rhinoceros. So that's the one that Daniel Klu- that's them right there. Daniel Klu- tribe yeah, is the, yeah. the border
2: tribe.
0: Uh, river tribe inspired by the Surma and Mercy of Ethiopia, uh, the people who hail from the Nile, the, the Nile River, um, obviously, hence the name. And their motif is the green and shells type, so that's that's those people, the ones with the green and Nikias the shells. Nikias tribe. That would be Nikias. Yep, they wear crocodile skins and leather, so they're kind of the ones who are also very like of nature, because uh, they're the river tribe. Uh, the mining tribe is the uh, inspired by the Himba and Maasai of southern Africa. They have the red and orange color scheme, and they wear like lion themed uh, designs, so they're a little bit more hard edge, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, Merchant Tribe is the the purple ones They're inspired by the Tuareg of the Sahara um, And then the Jabari As you know is uh, The, the fur and wood uh, To mm-hmm. honor the gorilla The gorilla city actually which we'll get to later Was originally supposed to be a rainforest Like that's what the comic book accuracy is But Ryan Cooler was that's too easy You know like the rainforest the gorilla So he set it on that uh, frosty mountain The snow covered mountain which is kind of cool mm-hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: That that was a Ryan Coogler choice, but we'll get there. (laughs) She's. She's so funny. Yeah. This isn't as much a breakout for her than it is for like the other characters, you know, like because this is the first time we see her. Yeah. Because like we've already seen Chadwick in Civil War. And, I just um, love
1: how they have such a brother sister dynamic. It's like mm-hmm. he's undergoing the most important day of his life, and she's just like, I don't care. Like, I would like to leave.
0: Mm-hmm. He's great, too. Uh, this is also his first big role, Winston Duke.
1: Winston Duke.
0: And obviously, the great Forrest Whitaker. Yeah.
1: He has a great layered character,
0: Winston Duke, Mm -hmm.
1: from challenging him during this fight to Mm. saving him at the end.
0: Spoiler alert. We just met the villains, but at the same time, it's like we know just based on this scene that he's also kind of an antagonist. So it's cool to see like, because when I was watching this movie, I was like, wait, is this like the real villain or is this kind of just like a one-off villain that he's going to kill to get to the next step? But then he ends up being so much Mm -hmm. more. He's the person that he conquers, but then eventually ends up being a great piece of value to this group and these characters. Hmm. I think this scene may be my favorite of Chadwick's acting in the whole movie. Hmm. Because this is the most, like, I don't know, composed, I guess, but also, like, he's got this killer instinct in his eyes.
1: There's just something so stoic about him. Like, he Mm -hmm. is a king. Like, he just embodies kingliness.
0: Exactly, and honestly, so does Winston Duke. I think,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is crazy to see when you watch like Us. Have you ever seen Us, the Jordan Peele movie? Yes, yes. Winston Duke is and, the total opposite. He's full on dad mode. The pizza. I hate the the guy with the lip.
1: The guy with the lip. Oh, his like big lip piercing. It's like the size of a dinner plate.
0: Like I get it, but I'm also like, that wouldn't that hurt?
1: Yeah, I guess it's like the same concept of as gauges. You ever see ear gauges?
0: Yeah, and I don't like those either. I don't like those either, Bill. It's it's not like I don't like looking at them. Like it's cool, but I just can't envision myself doing it because it makes me think Ooh. that it, it just imagines. I imagine someone like just tugging at my ear twenty four seven. But if you ever have gauges, if if you guys like have the tongue stuff like or the lip stuff, like let us know in the comments if it's comfortable or not because i'd love to if, if it's comfortable hey i'd love to dabble
1: yeah you get an ear gauge too. what if you had to get an ear gauge for a roll you take that I'd roll
0: a, roll's a roll is
1: a roll Anything so i don't, so don't have
0: her. to be hosting at a restaurant
1: <laughs> i feel you man i feel you
0: i love how the door you just like get closer and closer
1: Yeah, because I think that's also part of it. It's also part of the challenge. Winston Duke is so much bigger than Chadwick. Ooh. Hitting him with his mask on. With those teeth.
0: Yeah, Angela Bassett. The sound design is, is, is great in this, too. Just, like, all the punches and... I think we sometimes underrate sound design. Oof. Ah.
1: Shoulder stab. hmm.
0: And there's that score kicking in again. I wish I could read more about like the actual wrestling move that he's doing there because that's sweet.
1: Yeah, that's a good move. I'm gonna keep that in mind <laughs> if I ever find myself in a in a pickle.
0: In a dill pickle. That could be the a name dill of pickle
1: move. movie dill network.
0: Pickle. Hmm. amazing yeah she's so cool okoye i love the subtleness of just all the little smiles and smirk she gives because she's a funny character she's probably the funniest one in this movie except for maybe amy circus
1: my favorite okoye line is in infinity war and it's when wanda first comes down on the battlefield and she just goes and why has she been up there all this time (laughs) (laughs) like what has she been doing up there
0: it's actually funny the um the Dora Milaje themselves, I guess I'll talk about them now, translates to the Adored Ones. That's their translation in Wakandan. Uh, a group Aww. of female soldiers protect Wakanda. Um, Dora Milaje was made up of a cast of actresses, but also stunt women and Broadway dancers. So they wanted each like, Dora Milaje to have their own specific skills. So they had the ones that were obviously more actresses. Kind of the leads of them, but the ones supporting Dora Milaji, we have a lot of uh, Broadway dancers and stunt people because they really wanted that
2: wow. sense
0: of fighting style to be real authentic and to really be able nice. to have a malleability.
1: Chadwick said, "Wakanda forever." So take a drink, too. Oh, I've
0: been, I've been drinking. I'll That's been funny. Drinking.
2: <laughs> the cast. Drinking.
0: The casting process to find the Dora was so extensive they called it Finding Dora.
2: <laughs> the ancestral oh. plane.
0: I gotta say, there's a lot of CGI I don't like in this movie, but the CGI I do like is this stuff. The kind of the veins with the purple underneath. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a cool effect. Mm. Aww. Aww. <laughs> it gets you in the heart. This whole movie, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I just tears love will how, be shed. Yeah, I just love how like it just has its own sense of culture, and even though it's a made-up culture, like it's a made-up place, Wakanda, but it feels so lived in, so well realized. But as you've been, been
1: saying, Jill, this whole time, it's all inspired by real
0: cultures, mm-hmm. right?
1: In Africa, you know, mm-hmm. with all the and tribes and to those all the cultures, designs, too. yeah.
0: So here's your, if you haven't seen a Marvel movie, here's what you missed. <laughs>
1: here's what you missed on Glee. think <laughs> you missed on Glee.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Glee, never ending. Even now, they're still making documentary series about Glee. I think one's happening They're making now. that
1: podcast.
0: That's the, what it is, the, yeah.
1: The guy who played Artie and the girl who played... Um, Tina. Tina. I'm like, her real name's Jenna. What was her character Jenna name? Jenna
0: Uchwitz, yep. Went to, um, went to Marymount. Like, all my mother.
1: Oh hell yeah!
0: Graduated with notable me, my
1: alumni. Mm-hmm.
0: See these Panthers. I don't think the CGI is that great, but it doesn't matter because it's just such a beautiful scene. Like the little pro- issues and problems with this movie, I think that's the thing: is the problems don't take away from everything else. Where some movies, it's like the problems, the movie's not as good, so the problems stick out more. You know, a lot of the Phase Four stuff we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. But here, it's just uh, gorgeous. So yeah, there's John Canny, as we mentioned earlier. Father of the guy who played Young Tachaka. Yes. This is very Lion King. Yeah. Speaking of, got Mufasa right here.
3: This is
1: so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. I'm just touched.
0: This is probably my favorite musical bit. Just the costumes here too. I mean, the costumes are so good everywhere else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Um, I guess it's a good time to talk about the character of Black Panther and where he came from, considering we're here at the Ancestral Plane. Uh, Black Panther was first created in July 1966, which is actually two months before the founding of the Black Panther Party. So Black Panther, the superhero, existed before the actual Black Panther Party did. What Um,
1: year did you say, Dale?
0: 1966, July of 1966. It's uh, been a character that's been around for a while. Uh, People started mistakenly assuming that the name was referring to the party. Uh, It's kind of one of those reverse psychology of this came first, but this was more popular. So everyone thought this was because of the black panther party um so a lot of people started renaming it to the black leopard that was kind of the the periodic name shift for a while in the comics but then uh the readers nor the creators liked that title so they changed it back um
1: Mm. yeah i like black panther better
0: yeah i like black panther better than black leopard black leopard just doesn't That
1: that makes me think of like death leopard Mm-hmm. or death not death <laughs> death, death lever. Lever. The, the band yeah
0: so um jonathan mayberry who was one of the comic book writers on black panther uh first actually learned about apartheid as a young teen because of, of black panther's involvement in fantastic four because black panther was first introduced in a fantastic four comic fun fact mm. um but mayberry learned about apartheid which is like african politics and all that stuff it's too much to go into right mm. now but um, learned about that through that and that actually encouraged him to you know kind of cut off his father who was actually a member of the KKK in Philadelphia so he was the son of a KKK member saw Black Panther in the Fantastic Four comic
2: oh and basically just my kind of changed God. his outlook
0: on life cut him off and then offered um, him the job of writing this comic they didn't know that at the time but Mayberry says that Black Panther is like the most positive Influence on his life because of that, so like it kind of shaped is this him. this
1: Mayberry into- guy you're talking about? He's
0: a white guy. I'd assume so, considering his dad was a KKK member. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that probably tracks.
0: But I, just, I will look.
1: I'm just curious. This is a great little jumper Lupita's got got yeah. on. Look at this yeah, green the jumper so she's
0: good. wearing, and I like how they. Don't, don't really make the tribes thing too much in your face, but you can still get a distinct characteristic about each person just based on the colors they're wearing because they kind of relate to the tribes once you know that kind of yeah. breakdown of them. Yeah, yeah so just far we've... We... The two
1: of them. So far. Oh, they're so
0: sweet. What were you going to say? So far what?
1: I was yeah. just going to say, so far we've only seen her in green, which tracks because she is a part of the river tribe.
0: I don't think there's a picture of him, but I believe. Wakabi. What is his name? I always forget. Wakabi. Wakabi.
1: Yeah, that's what I just read.
0: Yeah, I have subtitles on, too, because I'm just like, I want to hear you more than I want to hear the movie.
2: Yeah. If they're both
0: at the same volume, you know comes time. yeah 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 that's okay. why you gotta see a movie a certain amount of times before you can actually commentate on it because if you're going okay. like first watch commentary that can get messy uh yeah the, no, all very, my commentary
1: would be what did he just say what's yeah, going he's on very, he's very he, white
0: he's Jonathan, Mayberry. Jonathan Mayberry okay. is very white well, so, yeah, good for him for having a turnaround and
1: his mind and yeah. open up his perspective a little bit in the year 1966
0: mm-hmm. and he did Crazy. he, did, he read this comic and, and it did that for him and then he became a writer for the comics for these comics
1: that's which that's the power of literature people
0: which nowadays we probably want black creators to tell these black stories but at yeah the, time, 100%. Like, the fact that it was someone who was so influenced by it i think is is good uh, as opposed to like an actual person who was not with the times or had a negative outlook on black people in general like that would have been even worse i think but
1: i love the south korea scenes south korea yeah when they go to south korea
0: oh in the yeah I, I thought you were talking about this scene i was like this isn't south korea
1: <laughs> no 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 this is very much not south korea mm. but that's where they're going next and i really love the whole sequence Mm-hmm.
0: Daniel Kaluuya, another great one. He had a breakout the year before Get Out, so he was well-established. He was an Academy Award nominated, but I don't know if he got cast in this before Get Out came out, so he might not have been like intended mm. to be a huge selling point, but it just helped that he was. Um, sure. And it's sad he couldn't join on for the sequel just because of scheduling conflicts.
1: He's not going to be in Wakanda forever? No. Nah. This is the first I'm hearing of it.
0: It's funny because people listening after the fact will be like, yeah, he wasn't in it. What are you talking about? But yeah, we haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet, people. We're not cool critics like everyone else who got to see it early. So we're going fully blind. Um, Yeah, Angela Bassett will be back. She gives that great line in the trailer. We have Nakia and Shuri, obviously. I don't know about Killmonger. The thing is, Michael B. Jordan has been in every single Ryan Coogler movie. He was in Fruitvale Station. He was in Creed. He was Creed in Creed. And he was Killmonger here, so... You know, this is Ryan Coogler's fourth feature film. We'll see if he finds a way to get Killmonger in there. I don't know where he would use him. I guess maybe like, maybe in the ancestral a flashback. Plane. Oh, yeah, in that. the
1: ancestral plane.
0: Imagine if like someone goes there and is like, "Holy crap! There's it's an evil ancestral plane." Killmonger,
1: mm.
0: but he's not evil. He he just ha- he's uh, he does what he does.
1: Their little handshake.
0: Yeah. I love this scene too. This is where you kind of get a little bit more of that modern lingo with the meme that's coming up with the sandals. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is so creative, too. Just all the little gadgets and stuff. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still hit or miss on that line.
1: <laughs> I can't help but smile. <laughs> I it, smile. Because now, after so many years, it's like, it's like nobody says that anymore because that was just like a that was just like a meme of yeah. a, a joke specific to 2018 so it's like funny to think about like you know jokes that get old mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. like you know like now that joke is out of date
0: you know yeah. what i mean well that's
1: the thing like we really it's ran silly. around being like what are those and we thought it was hilarious every time
0: Mm-hmm. It's a cool it, cultural it makes, landmark in that sense. Like, it's cool to look back on this yeah. and be like, that was that time period. But at the same time, it doesn't help in making this more timeless. You know, like, people are going to watch this and be like, what is that? Well, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. Actually, I, I
1: kind of like the some of the dated moments because it's, like, makes me think about, like, what that time in my life was like. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: So on the sneakers, uh, we we got a shot of it, but I'm not gonna rewind it, obviously, because commentary's got to keep going. But there is a series of characters on the sneakers in like the Wakandan language that um, they were like kind of Wakandan hieroglyphs, I guess you could call them, or Wakandan glyphs, whatever. Um, They actually correspond to the 26 letters in the Roman alphabet, and when you read the letters, it's hair, it's hair, sorry, heir to T'Chaka, spelled H-E-I-R, like the heir to T'Chaka, the king. Um, yeah, I mean, that's king. funny. Um, but that's also a, a another joke because it's like it means you know heir to the king, but also air to Chaka is similar to Air Jordans because they're sneakers. Yeah. So there's, there's a little yeah. joke. So it's a little play on words almost. But you really have to be like a super nerd to figure that out. Yeah, you, you got to pause this and look up all the hieroglyphs. Like that's not in the Marvel Encyclopedia. That's probably in its own world. That's why I didn't make that information up. I, I read about that. That is not me coming to my own conclusion. I'm not that good.
1: Wow, that's great, too.
0: Snoop Dogg. Like
1: footage.
0: Psy. Whatever happened to Psy? I don't know. He had Gangnam Style, then this song, and Gangnam then he dropped style the, face he, the
1: planet. Well, that song was a huge hit. He was probably like, wow, I never have to make another song ever again. I'm, right. I'm taken care of.
0: What do you think of her wig here, as a it's, fashionista?
1: Uh, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I like Okoye all natural, the way she is. I don't. I, I don't agree. care for this wig moment.
0: I agree. Not a fan. But hey, she's beautiful no matter what. But.
1: hundred percent. Here is. Nakia in green again. I love it. I love the theme.
0: Do you think there's like a symbolism there? Like green with envy because he wants to be with her, but isn't. and can't. Or do you think it's just because she's that Jill. tribe? I don't know.
1: There could be layers to this. Although I don't know what she's to be jealous about. He looks pretty spiffy in the, in the suit moment too, might I add.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chadwick's looking good here, too. Yeah, this whole cast is so attractive. Like, so many good-looking people. <laughs> Even Andy Circus is not the most attractive here, but he's, like, a good... He's got beautiful eyes, that guy.
1: Yeah, you're right, Dill. He does. I was thinking about that the last time. But, I mean,
0: you know, my crush on Lupita Nyong'o will never die. <laughs> Except when you watch us. She's not... She's, she's just terrifying there, but it's almost terrifying to the point where I'm like, I want to, you know, keep watching you. So it's still an attraction, just a different type of attraction. It's more, yeah. you're you're drawn to her, not necessarily physically, but just drawn to her energy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm
0: excited to see what her character does in the sequel, because it's like her character in this is just solely connected to him. Whereas I feel like now she can kind of have her own story, yeah. which is going to be fun. But at the same time, it's like, what is that going to be? Um, mm-hmm.
1: So this, is focus. this is where we're gonna see scene. Stan Lee as a gambler. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna run into my good pal Martin Freeman, as mm-hmm. CIA agent Ross, Everett Ross.
0: Yeah, this scene has has great um great moments, great comedy, great action.
1: Grace lightning. How could you miss Chris Lightning?
0: There he is. So, I forget. Is he in any other MCU movies or just this one? As he
1: is in Civil War. And that's but where we meet right? him the first time. Briefly, right? Because Bucky gets turned over to the CIA, I think.
0: Right.
1: Because after S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Hydra gets shut down in Winter Soldier, that's where Sharon goes to work, is for the CIA. And that's how she helps Sam and Steve out during Civil War.
0: So Martin Freeman, obviously, a great actor in the series Sherlock. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, he's also mm-hmm. Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies. Um, when he was asked what it was like being one of the only few non-black actors on set, because usually it's like you have the token black guy with the other bigger group there. Stanley, awesome Stanley. Um, that's kind of sad, but like for so many years it was always like, oh, you're like the token black guy, which I hate. I hate that like phrase. I hate the fact that it's like, you can only have one. Like he's the, you know, I hate that. Um, so it's kind of fun Mm -hmm. that in this film, there's really only one or two like token white guys. Um, and, and he even said that he's like, right. This is what black actors feel like all the time um that's what martin freeman said because he was like putting into perspective he's like wow this is what it's like and then him and andy circus because they were both in lord of the rings together uh andy circus played Gollum and he played uh bilbo um they refer to themselves as the tolkien tolkien white guys because tolkien jr tolkien oh, wrote the books, books for lord funny. of the rings so they were the tolkien white guys um and honestly to, if you're gonna have any non-black representation in this film you couldn't find two sweeter guys than these two, Martin Freeman and Andy Circus. Even though Andy circus is playing an evil guy, the two yeah. of them in person are just two of the most delightful people. I haven't met them, but just from interviews and stuff. Um,
1: sure, yeah.
0: That's another thing. This cast, it just feels like you want to hang out with them off camera too. Like, they're just all likable people. No egos.
1: They all look, like, so cool. I'd be intimidated. i feel like, you guys are so much cooler than me. <laughs> I can't.
0: SoundCloud. I don't know the last time I used SoundCloud. There they are. The Tolkien white guys. Tolkien.
1: Jill, have you watched, like, Lord of the Rings? Like, are you a Lord of the Rings guy?
0: Yes. I did a whole draft day on it, yeah. I love Lord of the
1: Rings. Oh, maybe.
0: Love Lord of the Rings. Have you? No,
1: no. <laughs> Should
2: I
0: Got to get into it? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is Lord of the Rings. It's a time commitment. That's the thing. Cause all the movies are like over three hours. So it's like, what? you gotta really commit to it. Yeah. Cause it's, there are these long Epic books. Um, the Hobbit is actually a children's book. It's short. And then they made it three movies and they made them long. They're, they're not more than three hours. I don't believe, but the actual Lord of the Rings it's three big books. Um, it's a beginning, middle and end. And they, the thing with Lord of the Rings, the movies, is they wanted to be as faithful as possible and cut as little out as they could. So they literally have just three-hour movies. It's like a 10-hour commitment to watch all three. But if you have a good day to just sit around, if it's raining and you have time and you want to just kind of indulge yourself in the atmosphere, then I'd say go for it.
1: That's crazy. You know, the only thing that I really know about like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies is that whenever someone spins Middle Earth, in trivia movie uh, movie
3: Mm
1: -hmm. down, they're always like, no, I gotta spin again. Like, nobody wants that category ever.
0: Well, because the thing is, like, Marvel is so based in reality still. Like, it's still like New York and South Korea and, you know, Wakanda's made up. But it's like, it's kind of realistic. Like, the places are real. Whereas (laughs) in Lord of the Rings, it's all made up places. (laughs) It's like, um... Yeah. Yeah, the, the Shire and Hobbiton and, um... Just give me like
1: a baseline some sum- summary like a basic ass summary of mm, what okay. those books so, are about those
0: i'll start i'll start with lord of the rings the hobbit is a prequel but like lord of the rings is the movies that came out first so basically there's this ring that is like has all the power in the world and it can make you like it can corrupt you with power it can a lot of people are envious of this ring and somehow this old man bilbo has the ring and the evil Sauron is looking for the ring. He's like a this demonic presence, and he's looking for the ring. And Bilbo appoints his nephew Frodo basically to um, destroy the ring. And rather, and the whole thing is that Frodo wants to bring it to these other more noble people, like these people who are trained in combat and all this stuff, to help destroy the ring, the, the fellowship, if you will. Um, but mm-hmm. instead. Frodo decides to do it himself and that he wants to go on this adventure kind of, and it's this kind of group of misfits kind of forms to bring this ring to the bowels of middle earth um, to, to destroy the ring. And it's about the whole journey of trying to destroy this ring. Meanwhile, this giant war is breaking out and it's one of those things you can't really summarize in one big swoop, but it's, yeah, it's this journey that Frodo takes with some friends and comrades to destroy this ring before anyone else can get hold of it and take over the world mm. gotcha and there's I get goblins it. and witches if, and trolls and um, is
1: frodo um he's elijah a wood
0: elijah wood yep yeah so it's frodo and sam and then mary and pippin they're four little hobbits and then you got gandalf <laughs> the wizard who's kind of the one who's telling frodo he's like you must go on this journey and, and destroy this ring but like Um, we're going to do it for you. But then he's like, I'm going to go on this adventure. And then all the hobbits are like, we're going too. And it becomes this big thing. Um, Mm. The second movie is more of like, what, so it's like this big group thing. And then the second movie, it's kind of you see them in their own kind of little stories. And then it's kind of the culmination, the finale of it all.
1: I love this where she's driving the car from her lab in Wakanda, but it's like a remote Construct yeah. like car, and, and you get what I'm trying to say.
0: That's going to be one of like it's the so best inventions of like so
1: creative. Yeah, nothing like we've ever seen in the MCU, and we really haven't seen anything like it ever again.
0: This action sequence is so good because my biggest qualm, you know, it's it's the gray aesthetic, like the mu- muddy aesthetic, and here it's at nighttime, yeah. but everything's still vibrant. You can see everything; everything's crystal clear because you have all the cool lights in the street and just very good camera work. Great action. Like, I don't have any complaints about the action in this film. Except for the final actors we'll get to, but that's almost a CGI problem, not really a choreography problem. Yeah. I love her, she's so cool.
1: Sorry, I'm just enthralled with Okoye
2: right oh, now.
0: No. I mean, Martin Freeman himself said that he was like starstruck meeting Denai Guerrero because his son, that was her, his, Martin Freeman's son, his favorite character is Okoye, so actually at the premiere, when they were promoting the film, he introduced his son Joseph to Denai Guerrero and Denai Guerrero said that, like, the kid was so, like, enamored by it that he wouldn't let go of her hand when he shook it, he was just kind of like, uh-huh. like that, um, and she was just, like, so touched and moved by that, because Sometimes, if you have the wrong hands, the wrong director, wrong writers, like that role could just kind of be a, a brush aside role, like kind of how I feel like Io is in this film. I think I don't think they do much with Io in this. You see her more mm-hmm. in Falcon and or Soldier. Like she could have just yeah. been another generic Dora Milaje, but because of Denai Guerrera and the writers, they really make Okoye such a great character. Yeah, where she's one of my top contenders to take over the the mantle. I think I figured out in the preview who it, who it might be, but I'm not going to spoil who I think it might be in case I'm right. But um, Sure. Who are your bets? Like, Who do you think will be the new Black Panther? I won't say yes or no, depending like. on what I, what I think.
1: I would love for it to be a Koye deal. I think based off of imagery and posters that I've seen, I think I might know who actually takes up the
0: mantle. I, I think we're on the but same page. But
1: so. I would have been happy with a Koye or Nakia because they're both badasses
0: yeah it's funny four days from now we'll know that's crazy
1: oh yeah
0: do you i wonder if it'll be as big a hit i hope it is just in terms of like I mean, the actual money and, and the cultural significance because like even if it's a better or worse story i don't think anything can match the success of this in terms of just the overall cultural phenomenon yeah. that it was like this you know, was deal what beyond i on the genre
1: what I learned from Thor Ragnarok versus Thor Love and Thunder is that like light, lightning very rarely strikes twice. Because I feel like, and that's not even, and that's not even one of your favorite films in the MCU, Thor Ragnarok, but it, oh, it yeah. is Thor a Ragnarok's, fan favorite, mm-hmm. I feel like generally amongst mm-hmm. the fandom, because yeah. we were all just so excited about what Taika Waititi did with that film. And now that he had like full reign control Uh, With Thor Love and Thunder, that one obviously wasn't as successful. But I have high hopes for Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. I think that it's just too important for a culture and for a legacy that it be,
0: you know, good. So interesting to see that moment there where it's like all the cameras are on and T'Challa doesn't kill him and then seeing mm-hmm. like Falcon and the Winter Soldier what happens when it's you know this power hungry white guy
1: <laughs> the world is watching
0: mm-hmm. I just love the parallels that you can draw from two completely unrelated projects you know yep love love him in this scene too this is the charisma I'm talking about where it's like he's evil but he's so magnetic because of just his mannerisms and just his energy
1: like he's just having fun with it
0: mm-hmm also impressed by Martin Freeman's accent. It's always impressive when people can do accents. It's always impressive when people can do accents, but it's even more impressive when like they can just do American accents. Because American... For us, it's like there's no American accent. But then you hear a mm-hmm. British guy like him do it, and it's like, wait, there is. Yeah, talking about the influence. Black Panther, first movie in the MCU to have its opening weekend domestic box office. So that means uh, North America, so... Uh, us and Canada, um, mm-hmm. first first movie ever to have it surpass its production cost in the first weekend. So it took two hundred million dollars to make this movie, and between Thursday and Sunday, it had already made two hundred and two million. So it was already breaking wow. even in first weekend, which we rarely see because these movies because they're so expensive, it takes a while to get the revenue back. This movie right. didn't matter because it was expensive, but it you know it made the money back easy.
2: Wow, probably made amazing. it back.
0: Yeah, before Sunday was even over.
2: What is love? (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And it's fun knowing that these two are friends, too, because they did Lord of the Rings together. Like, imagine that, doing a good scene with, like, your old buddy where you have to play two really different characters.
1: That's going to be just, like, a ton of fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And also to just have like two big franchises under your belt, it's like yeah, I was part of the Lord of the Rings series, and uh, I was in a few MCU movies as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was thinking about with Zoe Saldana. Like the number one and number two highest-grossing films of all time, it's Avengers: Endgame and Avatar. And you know who's the star of Avatar? Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. And you know who's mm-hmm. got a pretty prominent role in at least Infinity War, but carrying over to Endgame, it's Zoe Saldana. Good
2: morning. So, yep.
0: Like, between Avatar, the MCU, and Star Trek, that girl's bills are paid for centuries. (sighs) Lucky duck.
1: One day we'll know what that's like, Jill. One day. But hey,
0: if it's going to be anyone, I'm glad it's her, because she is awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it's her, not one of the more, like, A-listers. Because she's, I think she's a very prominent actress, but I still don't think she's, like, a household name for everyone. But, like, she deserves it, because she's so talented. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, while she's I'm another one
1: that seemingly has a type, alien like creatures,
0: <laughs> yep. Um, as we're recording this, the Astros have won the World Series, and I'm not happy.
1: Damn, well, yeah. the, the Phillies they they put up a good fight,
0: they did, that they first weren't even supposed to be they in the playoffs. Dead maybe.
1: and nothing, that was mm-hmm. great.
0: It was the first home game, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, um. If you're anywhere but Houston, you probably agree with me that it's not fun to see the Astros win. If you're in Houston and you're an Astros fan, fine, great, but I will never be. Cheaters never yeah, win. No. never cheat. But this year they did. So they didn't cheat this year, though, supposedly. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So this is technically their first World Series win without cheating, their second World Series win total.
1: That's disgusting. I think that they should be banned from the league.
0: You'd think. Hey, listen. If we get negative comments on my video because I just talk trash about the Astros, that's gonna suck. But hey, I'm speaking my free mind be here. It. <laughs> Vibranium, vibranium. So, director you Ryan Coogler. Like I okay. was just gonna say he compared uh, the vibranium mines to the real life Congo mines. So, like, that's like an actual thing. Is like the whole like precious resources in Africa thing. Is like that's mm-hmm. the big thing there's a mineral called Colton, Colton, which is used in making like a lot of digital projects, products that's found in the Congo region that is still being mined and still being a topic of conversation when it comes to world relations with Africa and stuff. It's always interesting to talk about like resources and stuff like that and who gets to have them, who doesn't what it means to hold them off from the rest of the world. And that's what I love about this movie mm-hmm. that it brings up is all the moral dilemmas of is Wakanda doing the right thing in keeping the Vibranium for themselves? Should they be sharing it with other people who need it?
2: Yeah. Should they be
0: holding it on to themselves? Like, what makes them right or wrong? All that. And we're still not even at the crux of Killmonger's character. I forget how less less of a presence he is in this first half, because the first half it's really all Claw. Like, he's there, but he doesn't really take over until later.
1: That was a great I moment think. with the Grenade. Yeah, It almost reminds me of the moment in uh, um, Captain America, the first Avenger, where he throws himself yeah. on the grenade.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think Black Panther would be able to lift do You think? Mjolnir.
0: Mjolnir. You're good. You're, you're close. Close enough. Did I
1: say Cap or did I say Black Panther in that sentence? Black Panther. Okay, good. That's what I meant. Because we know Cap can lift the hammer.
0: So this is another great. See, the thing I love about this movie is all the inventions. So we're seeing here, he got hit in the spine, should be paralyzed, but we see later that like there's this little stabilism chip that'll just allow his spine to heal for momentarily, Ugh. and then the, and then sure he just fixes it. Like that's so amazing to me. Like I wish, <laughs> I wish they could make this for that, real. Like these That these
1: medical miracles actually happen. Yeah, me too, dude.
0: That's oh, the magic oh of movies. God. That's the magic of cinema. You know, is that they can do that. All right, so I have another Wakanda fun fact. During an oh, interview lay it on me. During an interview with Michelle Martin on the radio program All Things Considered, Okoye Denai Gurira herself said that the language spoken by by Wakandans is a real language. So it's not a made up language. It's called uh it's spelled X H O S A. I want to say it's Shosa, um, which is a South African language that is characterized mm. by its clicks and its glottal stops. And I'm not gonna try to do it because that would just be cultural appropriation, but you know what I mean. You know, when, when you hear it, um, it's the same language that actually Nelson Mandela was native to his his hometown. So uh, Nelson Mandela speaks Wakandan or spoke Wakandan pretty much.
2: Wow. Um, A
0: region of South Africa. And um, Mr. John Canney, the guy who plays T'Challa's father, older T'Challa's father, uh, is also from that region. He is Shosa. So he um, he kind of set the groundwork for how that accent would be. How the way you would talk is, and that's actually where Chadwick and Denai Guerrera and um Leticia Wright modeled their accents after was John Canney, because they said, What is the most authentic way you would speak English with that accent? So John Canney did it and they modeled mm-hmm. it after him. So John Canney really made this Wakandan accent what it is. Wow. Because mm-hmm. the accent is so cool, it's so again stoic. It's like got this like rich quality to it. Yeah. So good. It would have been interesting to see what would happen if Daniel Kaluuya played T'Challa. I think he's a little too calm and chill for it, but hmm. Kelsey, do you want to know who else was up for the role? Yeah. There are three but MCU. First. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to the scene. Then we'll, when we come back, I'll, I'll have you. I just want to
1: say real quick before too much time had passed. So when they first brought um, Everett Ross in. Uh, Shuri had said, Great, another another white boy for us to fix. And I'm and I might have realized this during another watch through, but I'm like, the first white boy they're referring Bucky. to fixing is Bucky. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I just wanted to get that thought off my out of no, my that's head fine. before it disappears. And that's, but please tell me. Well, I was just gonna
0: Grew say that's where, up for the role. that's where it's interesting to see like the continuity because this movie came out twenty eighteen. So it was right after Thor Ragnarok was the last one before this. And before that was Spider-Man Homecoming and Guardians 2. So Civil War was the whole year before. So like, if we're going in continuity and we're watching Civil War into this, the Bucky thing is probably at the top of your brain. But when you have three or four movies in between, you kind of forget that. Oh, yeah. It was Because actually after Civil War, you had Doctor Strange as well. So you had four movies between Civil War and this one, I believe. Doctor Strange, Guardians 2. Spider-Man Homecoming, and Thor Ragnarok. So it's like, because this came out early 2018, before Infinity War. And Civil War was Home- early 2016.
1: Homecoming, Guardians 2, and Thor Ragnarok were all
0: 2017? hmm That makes sense. Yeah. So it had been a while, at least a lot of movies, since Civil War. So I get how you, you know... And it's been a while since the Age of Ultron, especially for Claw's characters. so... I remember seeing Black Panther and forgetting who Claw even was—that he was even in—and hmm. that Pat Ross was in. The movie. Oh yeah. Uh. So,
1: Jill, we we've totally brushed over this moment now, where he totally like shoots through his girlfriend to get to Claw. Yeah. So, does that make you kind of waver a little bit on whether or not Eric Killmonger is a villain in this movie? Well, that's
0: the thing—he's he's an antagonist. He has re sound motives but it's the way he goes about it that's villainous. And I think that's where he is a villain. Because yeah. like, there's always an argument of, is he misunderstood or is he a hero? Is he a villain? He's definitely not a hero. Some would say he's an anti-hero, but I think the means anti-hero. in which he goes about, what he's fighting for makes sense. How he's fighting for it is where it's villainous. you know. So I would say he's a villain for sure. And he was number one on my villains ranking. I think we should redo it at the end of phase four and see where the phase four villains go. Like Gore the God Butcher and Agatha Harkness. and uh, That'd be fun. What's her name? The, the stupid one from She-Hulk. Uh, Titania. Yeah, lame villain. Was she so yeah, the, even uh,
1: the villain of She-Hulk. She <laughs> was used to say?
0: Branded as it. Um. So the three actors that were. Yeah, go please Chow, tell us. I'm gonna give you hints. The first one you might not get. He was only in Thor: The Dark World. So, you're probably not going to know who it is. It was the guy who played Algrim slash Curse. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: You're going to have to give me more than that.
0: His, his actor name is Adewale Akinoye Akbaje. Um, I'm going to try to pull up a picture so you know what I'm talking about.
1: He was in um, Thor The Dark World? Did he speak?
0: Yeah, he's... um. There we go. I pulled up a picture for you. This guy.
1: Oh, sure.
0: <laughs> so he was up for it, didn't get it. Um, Obviously, they're, obviously actors are auditioning for a lot of projects, so um, mm-hmm. he was up for that. The other one was Digimon Hansu, who was in Guardians of the Galaxy as Korath. He was also in Captain Marvel. Digimon uh, Hansu, you know who that he, is,
1: right? He, um... He was one of the Cree, in the group of Cree.
0: I think so. Yeah, you're more of a trivia person than I am. He's he's the one when <laughs> Star Lord's dancing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's like Star Lord. And he goes, Who? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I know exactly who Quiet Place Part Two, that guy. Um, he was considered for yes. it. And then the third one, I'm gonna have you guess. Just guess an actor from the MCU. I'm
3: just
1: get Oh, from the MCU?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. The three that were considered are all other people that got other roles. So basically, they didn't get this role. They got their other roles instead. So the one guy was sent to Thor the Dark World. Digimon Hansu got a role in Guardians. And then the other actor got a role in a different film. And I'd argue that he lucked out. Oh
1: my god. You just gave me so much information. We're was the other actor Michael B. Jordan?
0: No, no.
1: Oh.
0: I think Michael B. Jordan was always going to be like Killmonger, Killmonger because he's a Kugler guy. Like Kugler probably wanted him for his movie to be like, we're introducing you in this one. Whereas Black Panther was, because because we're talking about Civil War. When they were casting Civil War, um, it was up to these four guys. It was Chadwick, and then Adewale, Digimon Hansu, and then one other actor.
1: Okay, so I have to because oh, of I'll sure just tell
0: you one more hit because of the movies that this guy was in I assume they were casting for all of like for Civil War at the beginning of Phase 2 so like he had he, the movie he was in was before Civil War so they got him actually a yeah. role before that um, so it's not someone who like came around later I'm surprised oh, you haven't gotten to this yet think of like the biggest characters in the MCU go through it
1: all right just give me a second Bill.
0: I love this moment. This is where Killmonger really takes his own. This is where he becomes like the central villain. Because before it was, as we said, Claw. So it's nice to see him kind of like show up to Wakanda himself. How did he get into Wakanda again? Is it because of his lip thing?
1: Um like, how yeah, was he able to get there. I don't like, think he's What do you mean? Like how did he find it?
0: Yeah. Because isn't it like in that well... secret bubble?
1: Well, I don't think they're in it now. I think they're on the outskirts of the secret bubble. And ah. then when he is there... He shows meet, the
0: thing in Wakabi,
1: he is like, hey, I killed Claw, and I belong here. Mm. So That's they're cool. like, oh, I guess we'll take you then.
0: You still don't have a guess?
1: Was it like Don Cheadle?
0: <laughs> no. You're on the right track. Yeah, Really? Tom Cheadle was cast well before they were casting for this. Like, he was already War Machine, Phase 1.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Once you say it, or once I say it, I'm going to be like, you're going to be like, duh. Go through the main heroes. Like, think of it. Like, who's the main character of the MCU? Tony Stark.
1: Okay, right, was it Robert next? Downey Jr.? No,
0: who's Who's next?
1: uh captain america and then
0: yeah it's captain it's anthony mackie captain america
1: oh anthony mackie but yeah. he was already sam will wilson
0: <laughs> that's what i said they were casting at the beginning of phase two so he didn't get the role for oh. T'Challa, instead they offered him sam wilson and had him start early in winter soldier
1: See, I was, the first person that came to mind was Anthony Mackie, but I was like, oh, but he was already Sam Wilson in Winter Soldier. I was going
0: to say, Thor the Dark World and Guardians were earlier than this. So it's like, I I think they all auditioned around the same time and they said, we want you three for the other movies. Chadwick, we're going to save you for later. So,
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry if that confused
0: you. It's it's confusing because the timeline, this movie came out after all those movies, but I think they were casting all those movies earlier and they kind of. That was their consolation prize. This is, gives me Hogwarts vibes. I don't know why. This <laughs> the train, trains, the mine, like it almost reminds me of the Gringotts stuff. Okay. But, like, a little more oh high
1: yeah. Time. Okay. You know what I mean. I I, I get that. I get that, Dale.
0: I think Shuri, my favorite Shuri, is is this movie. Like I think she gets a little more annoying as the movies go on, but I hope they bring her oh. back to the the roots of the character and. Where
1: she just kind of like talking about the things she's invented?
0: Yeah, because here she's a little more wide-eyed. I d- I guess they just don't use her effectively in Infinity War enough. Like she's in like a few scenes at the end, but I wish there was. She's just, just, just
1: trying of her. to fix Vision the whole time.
0: Like I feel like we just get more character from her here, as we should, because this is you know the movie about Wakandans. So
1: yeah. Well, I think we're going to get much more of her in Wakanda Forever.
0: I'll say so here. Yeah. She's the front and center on that poster, if we're alluding to what we were earlier. you want to hear something sad? Sure. Michael B. Jordan <laughs> did not interact with any of his cast members on set because he wanted to keep distant because he wanted uh, to feel like Killmonger and the fact that he was distant from the rest. He didn't want to fit in with them because he wanted to kind of embody that. He wasn't method acting, but he was almost kind of like creating that separation. Wow. Well, Which I, I guess is it. fine. Like you're you're keeping yourself. You're not you're not going to extremes in method acting. Like if he had started challenging people to duels and to actually giving himself those little scars around his body, I would have been like a little bit more like a, oof. Um, yeah, no, no, no.
1: Don't go scarring yourself. That's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I feel Actually, like this... it worked in his favor. He gives a very
0: yeah.
1: uh, effective performance,
0: mm-hmm. and it does feel like an outsider because Michael B. Jordan's such like a charismatic presence too. That it's like, how does he mm-hmm. not get along with everyone at first? Like, how does he butt heads with everyone? Because I guess he had that method acting this. He probably has the most names of any villain, right? He's Eric Stevens, also known as Killmonger. 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 And what's his Wakanda name? Do we remember? That's a fire. word.
1: Ninjaka.
0: Ninjaka. Ninjaka. Unfortunately, that cannot be in your title match because I just said it.
1: I don't pronounce it well, but...
0: I hope you know um... that anything that is said in this commentary, I will not be using for the title match because we've said it here. So I know you know it. Oh,
1: Dill. Even so, when I get to this movie, I'm going to be jotting down all kinds of notes, whether regardless if we said it or not. So <laughs> I want to be ready in every aspect here.
0: I mean, the talent in this one room, Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. who has since won an Oscar the same year that Chadwick was nominated for an Oscar. So you got an Oscar nominee, Oscar winner. Michael B. Jordan, never been nominated for an Oscar, but still like very well respected actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fantastic for his side. Then you have Letitia Wright, who's an up and comer. You have Denai Guerrero, who's literally one of the main actresses on Walking Dead. Angela Bassett, Oscar nominee. Freaking Forrest Whitaker, who's like an Oscar winner and one of the greatest actors of all time. I mean, like, this is a great crop of characters. And this is the most important scene because it's like showing the flaws of Wakanda that I think is important, making it such a well-rounded character, you know?
1: And at the end of the day, his presence, they do change their ways at the end of this film. They do end up opening up their borders and helping people. So his efforts were not in vain, Eric Killmonger.
0: Speaking of helping people animal shelters <laughs> this is a perfect segue to one of my fun facts um okay great adoption rates for black cats increased significantly following the release of this movie because i think more people were like i want a little baby to up to black panther um I know, I know how you feel about cats but good that they're getting homes and good that you know that more black cats are being adopted because of this film so good for cats bad for my allergies bad for kelsey's sanity but good for cats you I know, I'm I've not had a monster,
1: okay? I've I have
0: full 180 on cats. I love cats now, and you and Landon, Landon's my ex roommate, best friend. Uh, not ex best friend. He's still my best friend. My ex roommate. He now lives with his amazing. Yeah, girlfriend. he's
1: our ex best
3: friend. He's ex.
0: <laughs> I need to separate ex roommate from best friend. He's not my ex best friend. He's my best friend ex roommate. Anyway, he does Marvel trivia stuff with us when we go to bars and stuff. But he uh he doesn't like cats either. You and you and him both. So I I try to keep the cat talk. Uh, to a minimum. But to I'm be clear,
1: here. I am in all favor of any animal getting adopted and getting a nice home.
0: I agree. I like cats now. Something I didn't think I'd be saying years later, but I've dated enough women who love cats. I've had enough good friends that love cats. I've seen the musical cats enough to appreciate them more as animals than human hybrids. So like, I feel okay. like it's like like seeing cats the musical and like i like cats as the animal even better now. Does that make sense?
1: I uh I just haven't found the right cat for me dill. Mm. Once i meet a cat that's not entirely like psychopathic, maybe i'll come around. Cuz they're like little sociopaths cats. They just say- they walk around and they hate everything and everyone and they're just like feed me.
0: I was going to say For Taylor Swift's Eras tour, do you think she's going to sing anything from Cats?
1: (laughs) Maybe her big Macavity number? She was in the movie, let's not forget.
0: I I might dress as, uh, what's her name? Bombalarina. Is that her name? Bombalarina? Or is that a different
1: cat? Something like that.
0: So this, what I love about this sequence is they purposely make the lighting a little bit more dim. Like it doesn't take Mm -hmm. place in the dawn, of uh, like in the light of day like it feels like there's already a somberness before it even begins like you can tell that doom is impending in this like you can just feel yeah. the in the air it's just not good and that's where i'm like i like this aesthetic it's not the gray muddy aesthetic you can still see everything clearly but it still feels muted to the point where it effectively captures the tone which i really love hmm Still in green, but do you notice the green is a little more muted, too?
1: It's a darker green. It's an olive green.
0: What a beautiful choice. I love this movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was nominated for Best Picture for a reason.
0: Best Picture, um, Best Production Design. It wins Best Production Design. It wins Best Score, and it wins Best Costume. So three-time Oscar winner um, for the sets, for the costumes, and for the score. Also nominated for the end credits song. Also nominated, of course, for Best Picture. And I believe those are the five it's nominated for. Maybe one other one. Maybe Sound. Let me see. That I didn't write down. That was all on my memory. Oh, yeah. Sound editing and sound mixing. So it actually picked up six nominations.
1: Dill, Michael B. Jordan's taken off sure. I stopped listening to you a really long time ago.
0: <laughs> what do you feel about the Little Burns? Because I have a fun fact on them.
1: I can't wait to hear the fun fact. I love the detailing. I love how that's like where he was in his head that he was like, I want to remember each kill and literally mark it for permanently on my body like a tattoo. Not nominated Please,
0: for tell makeup. Tell me a
1: fun fact.
0: Not nominated for makeup. Why is that?
1: I don't know, but. Whoever was doing the nominees that year, maybe they were blind because this makeup, well, it wasn't, come on now. It
0: wasn't one person doing them. It was a group of people voting, but. Well, um, obviously. You mean it sounded like it was one guy. Whoever was in charge of the <laughs> here, That's the Pickle Awards. The Pickle Awards. Are the the
1: one Academy member. What so the heck was he make on?
0: Makeup that year, there was a movie called Border, which I've never even heard of that was nominated. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots. So you got the power, the Okay the, old costume drama old wigs and then the winner was vice turning uh christian bale into dick cheney so i guess that makes sense but i would have nominated this for makeup speaking of the makeup the scars on his body they're a form of body modification called scarification on uh go figure yeah go figure that's the perfect phrase i was looking for there Uh, a dying tradition carried out by some african tribes some tribes use it as a form of identity slash social status and some to mark mm. milestones achieved in life. So almost like a gold star, but permanent. Um, for Killmonger, each scar represented a person he had killed. Him doing this to his body can also be seen as a misguided way for him to connect with his ancestry. So almost like a, you're taking the wrong reason, You're taking the wrong inspirations from your heritage. You should not be wanting to get these scars. Like Killing should not be sport, but by the looks of yeah. all the scars, it's killed quite a bunch of people.
1: Well he was also in the Navy SEALs, wasn't he?
0: He was what?
1: He was in the Navy SEALs, wasn't he?
0: The character. He yeah. was like Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, not Michael B. Jordan,
0: obviously. Oh, ouch.
1: R.I.P. Forrest Whittaker. Whittaker. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay. I actually missed it when he broke the spear in half. Um that was actually an ode to um, an old African warrior, Shaka Zulu, who's one of the most, most famous military leaders in history. So you reminded me of that when you said the uh, the thing about him being a military man is that he, um, he was a Navy SEAL. He was, he was uh, an African warrior, Shaka Zulu. Um, yeah, he, Zulus, he couldn't understand why the Zulus would throw away their spears in battle. So he developed a short stabbing spear because I guess Zulus mm. would just like toss their spear and fight. I don't know. I, I need to look more into that, but this is me, a white man from New York, trying to explain African culture. So I'm doing the best I can. Oh, this I is love how
1: you did like deep dives into everything, Jill. I love Thank the you. background
0: information because that's stuff that it's like not like stuff you can just study. It's like just kind of like other information, like you know, I don't okay. need to tell you the names of the inventions. That's all. You, you got that. I'm just doing all the. Uh, other shit the stuff that doesn't matter but also matters in enhancing it doesn't hurt only helps yeah mm. oh this is heartbreaking and she's the one who has to do it oh no never mind that's not her she was from the back i thought ramonda was the one putting it on
1: oh no 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 she runs off with
0: yeah, the I just realized that. she's like damn.
1: shit's about to get real we gotta go
0: damn and the door lodge i have to just kind of agree oh that's heartbreaking Especially in retrospect now, like seeing, you know, Chadwick in real life. It's
1: and, a, and Akoya is just like, yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles in ritual combat.
0: It's really interesting, that scene. Also, we didn't even talk about the music. So Louis Gordonson, Ludwig Goransson, when he did that, um, used specific West African instruments to kind of set that rivalry between the two. So T'Challa uses that drum, the drum you like. It's called the talking drum. Um, mm. So if you hit it harder, it'll play a different note than if you hit it softer. That's how the different kind of pitches happen. Um, and for Killmonger, he uses the tamban flute, which is a type of uh, African uh, woodwind instrument. Um, so that's mm. kind of like their own motifs in battle when you hear this the different musical instruments coming over one another. It's because it's showing that battle, but with the actual instruments, which is cool, which is another reason why it's an Oscar winner for best score, because it's just things like that that are so well thought out, you know?
1: Amazing. I love that detail.
0: I bet that line hits even harder for her watching this back if she ever does.
1: Mm. No, I saved my
0: country. Love it. And I love how now we're getting a little bit more of Nakia's story. Yes, it's still in service of T'Challa, but like she's kind of taking matters into her own hands, which I like. Mm-hmm. Again, more beautiful production design, sets, all that. And again, the lighting really just how you light something can change the whole tone. Because earlier this same thing happened, but because of how it's lit, it's just a, mm-hmm. such a different vibe. Sad.
1: So he burns all the herbs. So I'm like, how is whoever's going to be the next Black Panther going to actually have the power of the Black Panther? You know what I mean?
0: I'm sure they got some stash somewhere. There's always a stash.
1: Some, some secret herbs.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, that's also tough too when a is, just has to be loyal.
1: At the end of the day you know like that's that's why the ritual combat's a thing to decide who mm-hmm. the next king is and it wasn't ritual combat that it happened I mean,
0: so I didn't look this up, but what do you think they use as someone who's like you're very much into makeup but like what what would you say this isn't makeup but like what do you think they use for that purple juice like do you think it's like yogurt oh yogurt? um
1: yogurt no, it's much more liquidy than yeah. yogurt Milk. Uh, Honestly, if I had... looks a
2: little honestly, thicker than milk.
1: It makes me kind of think it might be like corn syrup or something. Just like dyed uh, purple. It's got to be like, like thick.
0: Maybe it's paint and they just made him so he wouldn't small, swallow it or something. I don't know. Because actors are killing it. Because it looks like no paint in the thickness of it. No
1: one's putting paint in their mouth. That's still going to poison you even if you don't swallow it. You, so like, you can't put paint in your mouth.
0: I love this choice too, where it's his apartment, but it's got the background the same, the purple. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's like kind of like an eggnog type consistency, you know, because it's got that creaminess, but it's but it's still edible. Because like it's not milk, it's not that thin, but it's not yogurt. It's not no, that, it's, but it's also, it's got to yeah. be dairy. It's got it,
1: it, I feel like it's some like, it's like a syrupy. It looks kind of sticky.
0: Maybe that's why they pay them so much money. Maybe it tasted like crap, but it's like you're getting paid millions so you, or thousands of bucks. So you got to suck it up.
1: You know, that's the thought I had when I watched Night of the Living Dead, when all those zombies are feasting on limbs. I'm like, what are you actually eating? I'm sure it's like chicken, but it's like,
0: yeah, that chicken well, and also cannot black taste and white good. It helps, too, because it kind of masks the fact like here it's purple. So you got to do something to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting, too. Yeah, The Living Dead. Because in The Revenant, famously, as so many people have heard the this story, but I'll say it again, Leonardo DiCaprio actually ate raw meat for that movie. Um, so actually, when you see him gagging, you, it's bro. Purpose, it was authentic. Because um, he's such a like environmentalist, like, save the animals type person, too. So it, he really wanted to commit to the character, though, because he really wanted that fucking Oscar when Matthew McConaughey stole his Wolf of Wall Street one from him. So, um, yeah, he wanted the reality of it and they actually had him bite into like raw meat and like kind of like spit it up and gagged a little, obviously it was Mm -hmm. checked and made sure it wasn't like salmonella, but that's like, you're
1: going to get sick.
0: (laughs) We did mention the score. I just want to say this is the first comic book score in 40 years since uh, a certain film. I'll have you guess which one uh, to be nominated for best music at the Academy awards. Um, and I believe it's the only superhero movie score to win that award, which is pretty cool. So Ludwig Gorenson, actually, no, that's not true. Joker won it a few years later um, for Hildur Gude Dotier mm-hmm. won for Joker, her score, but Black Panther and Joker are the only two comic book scores to win. Can you take a guess what the first original superhero movie to be nominated for best score was 40 years before this came out?
2: You probably years. I don't
0: know if you'll get it, but maybe you will.
1: Hold on. Yeah. don't don't discredit me before well, I've even made a single guess. Well because so I'll you tell you right what, now it's, in nineteen seventy eight. Yes. In nineteen seventy eight. A superhero movie from nineteen seventy
0: eight. Um Superman? Yeah. Nice job. Really? Yep. And do you know who's who did that score for Superman? Oh um You'll probably be able to pull this name out of your ass. I feel like I you would only- know this name.
1: I only know so many composers off the top of my noggin. Um, Hans Zimmer.
0: No, Hans Zimmer. I, I guess he was working back then, but it's it's not Hans Zimmer.
1: Um, okay. Do I get another guess?
0: Yeah, we have time. We have another forty-five minutes of the sense.
1: <laughs> just guessing, I'm just no, guessing
0: guessing, guessing to the I'll, give you, I'll the give you a hint he's, he's probably won the most Academy Awards of any composer And he mostly works with Steven Spielberg But Superman was not Steven Oh,
2: Spielberg.
0: So um, think Indiana Jones huh. Or Jaws Or sure. E.T.
2: Oh wow. wait, my favorite shot This is
0: my favorite shot I love it The whole world turned upside down, quite literally
1: The Ugh. world turned upside down that's what I say
0: yeah. in my head when I see that shot. And then he sits in the throne and it's like, oh, man. And his reaction there, oh, that's so good. This whole movie just rocks. Like, if Endgame wasn't the perfect cinematic experience, this would probably be my number one or two. I think this is my number three behind Endgame and Guardians. But I want to say this might be number two after this watch. And honestly, Endgame doesn't play the same on TVs as it does in theaters, so maybe Endgame will slip down over time. Any guesses?
1: Oh, um, sorry, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what they what this heart shaped herb liquid is.
0: Oh, that's um, what you're looking
1: at. I should really know his <laughs> jaws. No no no, I want to guess.
0: He I also really did Star Wars. Who- that's not Spielberg, but he did Star Wars as well.
1: Da, 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 da. That guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you another oh, hand God. This may
0: not help you at all, but it's my grandfather has the same name. Okay. On my mom's side, uh, so it's not random.
1: What would what would Becky's father's name be? Well, first of all, what was your mom's maiden name? <laughs> Did that give it
2: if away? Say that, that'll right. give
0: it away. Yeah. What don't if I was like Zimmer? <laughs> Becky Zimmer. <laughs>
1: um. Uh, I don't know, Jill,
0: Just tell me, Mr. John Williams. John Williams. You ever heard that? Wow, name? I
1: never would have pulled that name out.
0: Wow, never. That just goes to show how much of a movie buff Kelsey isn't. But that's why we love Kelsey because she she's really she knows every detail of every Marvel movie. But if you ask her anything about any other movie, it's like she's she's just kind of a typical. Thing. She's not she's not like a a film bro, and that's a good thing because people I'm really a casual hate film viewer. Bros a casual viewer, not a film, bro. Like, you watch a lot of these movies, you just don't really do the research because why should you? Because you're not a nerd like me. But we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. Um, Yeah, John Williams. I would like to be. Yeah, John Williams won the score for Superman 1978. Actually, he didn't win. He was nominated for the score of Superman 1978. That's uh, that score. So good stuff, John Williams. Also did E.T., Jaws, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park. Great composer. Probably the greatest since Mozart and Bach and all them. All right, here we go. The Jabari. Like I said, this was supposed to be in a rainforest, and now it's on a snowy mountain, which I like a lot. It's kind of like, just gives it another flavor to Wakanda. I love this design, too. Like all the wood. Oh, I love it.
1: Oh yeah, you're right, Dill. What? This is the first I'm noticing, like all the wood hanging around.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say, "Yeah, you're right." It's yogurt or it's paint. Oh I no! You found the answer.
1: No, I can't. I can't find the answer. But I did get a recipe for a cocktail called the heart shaped cocktail, Ooh. which is made with coconut rum, pineapple rum. Lavender syrup, uh, creme de violet, and black cur- currant syrup. So maybe that's what they were drinking. Maybe they were having yeah. a nice shot every time they got the yeah. heart chakra. All right, let's take
0: take take 12. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: which I haven't been keeping track of all my Wakandas, but it's almost empty. I'm trying to pace myself. My- so it's still cold, but it's also not gone by the time this movie ends. Um, I
1: I only have like a, a little bit left of my heart your, shape. I've what's just, your
0: go-to drinking game drink or like, just go to like sitting around watching a movie, snack or drink. Um, I mean, besides popcorn, because that's the stereotypical answer.
1: Dil, you know, I don't mess I don't really drink if I'm not drinking for sport. <laughs> hmm, I don't yeah. drink leisurely.
0: Okay, but let's say it is a sport in the sense of, like, a bunch of people are getting together. We're going to, like, have a cool movie night, and we're all just going to, like, okay. have fun. And, like, not casual, but, like, we're all here. Like, it's an event. Like, a Super Bowl. You know
1: I I like a hard cider.
0: A hard cider. Okay. So that's different than yeah. a hard seltzer.
1: Well, if I'm drinking a beer, it's a blue moon.
0: Yeah. Good choice. Um, good
1: choice. I, I don't really drink ciders because I don't, I mean, not ciders, I don't drink hard like seltzers because i don't really love seltzer
0: i don't know i like seltzer but if i'm gonna have seltzer i want it to be like a refreshing seltzer not alcoholic if i'm gonna have something alcoholic i'm gonna have something with a little more flavor um sure yeah which i mean we're both legal we can talk about this so it's like whatever but um, if I'm just sitting around casually, like right now I have a Coors. Coors is the best because it's also – it tastes the best when it's cold. For some reason, a cold Coors is just the most refreshing thing. But if I am, like, out at a restaurant or something, it's always a blue moon, like you said. Like, I like it in the glass, though, with the orange. Like, you need the full vibe. You need the chilled glass with the orange, the blue moon.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I love oh see, there man. you go.
0: There, there's where the herb was. Nakia had it in her – In her. I hotel.
1: know. They have it for him, but then how do they – how are they going to get another one in the next movie?
0: I'm sure they'll plant some more. I hope so. I call I upon Bast. Do you know what Bast is?
1: Bast?
0: Yeah, they oh, said I call... isn't
1: that the... um? That's the Panther, isn't it? That's like the, Maybe. the name of the Panther.
0: Gotcha. They said it in I the beginning.
1: Know.
0: See, that's why you having watched it 17 times is more valuable than me watching it 7. Because I did look on Letterboxd. This is my seventh time watching this movie. It's That's why I like Letterboxd, because you can keep track of when you watch stuff, and then you can go back and see how many times you have watched something. So, like, Black Panther, ready for this? I watched it for the first time on February 16th of 2018, the weekend it came out. Then I saw it again in April of 2018, right before the day before Infinity War came out. Then I watched it again in July of 2018, which I believe was with you, right? Because I I think you watched it with me and my mom at my house. Um, And then I watched it again in February of 2019, I think, uh, in prep for the Oscars of 2019. Then I watched it again in September of 2020, right after Chadwick passed. And then I watched in August of 2021 with my friend Lori when she was doing the binge. So I have watched this movie six times. This is my seventh time. And that's thanks to Letterboxd. I can keep track of all those times and all those dates.
1: Wow.
0: And my star ratings for all of them, which are all four I... out of five. How many times would you say you think you've watched this movie?
1: More than five, less than 10.
0: Okay, it's probably about the same.
1: Probably about the same as you. Because this one has just such rewatchability. Oh, no. this, is
0: best acting. this is his best. Yeah. Oh, John Canny, Bless his soul, but that lazy eye always kind of... Hmm. <laughs> Sorry if that's mean, but it always kind of makes me go... Wait. "Oh." What'd
1: you say?
0: Oh, I was talking about John canny's lazy eye.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: You've never noticed that? it
1: adds character i like it leave him alone he's
0: a cutie but it's it's like it's funny because it's not funny but it's like it's interesting because it's like i just you don't see that a lot but that's Mm -hmm. why i like him he's a cool looking dude oh like i just can't i can't imagine watching this back like with his legacy like for these actors do you think they watch this back or do you think it's too much for them
1: I would say that it might be too much.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd be able to watch it. Like, if I was in a movie with someone that was, like, our lead and I was doing a sequel without them and having to go back and watch the original, I don't even know if I'd watch it as is, even if he was alive, you know? Because, like... I feel like watching myself is like my least favorite thing to do. I have to do it when I'm editing videos, but then after I'm edited them, I watch it once through and I'm done. I never watch it again.
1: So Bass is the cat goddess.
0: Hmm. Okay, there you go. So like it's the panther god that they pray to, I guess.
1: Basically a panther god, yes. That's exactly
3: what it was.
0: Kelsey, how do you feel about watching yourself back on video? Like, Would you be able to watch yourself back? Regardless of whether a cast member passed away or not, Like, would you be able to watch a movie back that you were in? Or would it be too weird?
1: Oh, Dill, I'm a narcissist. I love watching myself and things. (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, So yes, I would 100% be able to watch a movie I was in. I think that if I ever get to the point of success where I'm watching something that I'm in and it's a big feature... Hopefully, maybe one day. I think I'll be rather nervous. But once I get past that, I'll be like, damn. I, I really did this, didn't I? is
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> a good M'Baku moment.
0: Yeah, I love their dynamic, too. It's just such a great friendship that... It's, it's such a short amount of time, but we feel like they have had already had such a great arc.
1: Mm. I finished my cider.
0: Oops. How was it? 10 out of 10?
1: It's good. Not too sweet. I'm not going to have a headache, which is nice.
0: Isn't that funny? The next movie he stars in is called Us. Mm. That is not funny, intentional, too. but that is funny. So Chavik Boseman, let's just talk about him real quick. He wins Best Hero sure. at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards, and instead of taking the nice. award, he he invited James Shaw Jr. up, um, who is the Waffle House hero. You ever heard about the Waffle House hero?
1: No, Jill. Please
0: enlighten me. So, so Shaw, James Shaw Jr. Uh, basically subdued a gunman at a Waffle House in Nashville. So oh. the, gunman had, the gunman killed four people, but Shaw was able to prevent any other people from getting killed. And Bozeman basically brought him up on stage and said, I don't need this award, this guy does, and gave it to him. At the MTV wow. movie. So it's, it's already an awards that show that doesn't really mean anything, yet he did make it mean something for someone else because he was like, I don't need this award. Because that was who yeah. Chadwick was. He was like, he didn't yeah. care about his own personal victories. It was like, he wanted to... Oh my uh,
1: god.
0: Yeah, man, I gotta say I love Daniel Kaluuya, but I don't like this character because you can tell Okoye is struggling with the the toll of having to use yeah. sides. But well, like
1: he comes he around at the end because he he, he stops fighting. She's, he she's surrenders.
0: Whip sense in him, though, you know.
1: Yeah, you can tell who wears the pants in this relationship, and it's not him.
0: And now we're getting to my least favorite part of the film only because it's that MCU thing of that just the visual effects are just not up to par. Because so much of this film is practical too. It's like so much of it is rich in, in actual practical Are you stuff. mad
1: at the rhinos?
0: Yeah, we'll get that. You're
1: there. mad about the rhinos?
0: We'll get to the rhinos. Like, him, met, I like, don't mind him himself, but...
1: Maybe I'm just like, not intellectual enough to... Pay we'll attention take,
2: to these take
0: things, a look but at them, Cause, cause they, look don't really, at them like, they don't really we don't, take
1: me out of it don't really I don't know I've it, never either, watched this movie and been distracted by poor effects
0: all this like the fire and the smoke in the back it's like eh, it just kind of just feels a little sloppy but it is what it is like that's the thing it's when you see a movie so many times that you love it's like you gotta find something to be critical of and I just think going the whole CGI finale where it is so typical but I mean what else are you gonna do
1: I mean, their whole fight is hand to hand.
0: Yeah, but it's got a lot of like glitz and glam on it. With like, it's almost like it just feels very video gamey. Whereas, like, the, we've, we've talked in the action bracket, like, the gladiator scenes are so cool because it's just two guys fighting. Like, there's no glitz and glam, there's no big special effects. It's just, you know, combat.
1: But I think at the end of the day, like, you're signing yourself up to watch a superhero movie. Like, you got to expect some you know, right. glitz and glam to
0: it. But even, like, Spider-Man, like, the original Spider-Man, the Raimi ones, it was, like, everything felt real. Like, it was the the webs, like, Well, everything like kind of
1: could... had to be real, Dale. They didn't have what we have today with, like, CGI right. back in the early 2000s. I, I just prefer that. I hear you.
0: Especially when the rest of the movie is so naturalistic. That's my point. It's like, it, it doesn't all feel like Infinity War feels digital from the beginning because like Thanos is digital. The They're on a different planet. So immediately it's like set up yeah. as like this like CGI fantasy, whereas here it's like so much of it is rooted in like the culture and the land that it's like now it's all these like big lasers and shit around. It's not the worst thing. I, I still love this movie. It's just This is my least favorite part of it just because it's it offers the least in my opinion. Like, I'm much more engaged by story and um, and other design elements, I guess. But I got to say, Dora Milaje are badass. Look at them. But, you Even know, the there's co- probably a... Go ahead.
1: There's probably people who watch these movies for the big spectacle at the end. You know what I mean? And that's cool.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's just my opinion. I'm not telling you all it's right or wrong. It's just how I feel. And I'm valid in thinking so, Kelsey. Just like your get the rhinos. Oh boy! Call, so these call rhinos, rhinos, they used horses for these rhino <laughs> shots. They used horses to try to get the same uh because they apparently have the same hip movements. These uh, yeah, c- c- Clydesdale. I think that's how you call it. Clydesdale horses have the same hip movements as these rhinos. Clydesdale? So kinda, Clydesdale, I guess. Yeah, I don't know horses. Yeah, um, I don't know either. That's kind of how girl. they got the the movement of those horses. Um of those rhinos, but the rhinos, I think themselves look kind of tacky. Like they don't look real.
1: I like how they get him involved. I like how they get yeah. Everyone but not to the point involved.
0: also where he's like white savior either, because that's the whole thing with a lot of oh, movies. Oh no, it's no, like no. The white savior thing. Like uh, Blindside, where it's like, oh, this white woman oh took God. you in, and now you're a better person. Or like right. Green Book, where it's like, oh yeah. You taught him how to be a nice white guy instead of a racist white guy, but he also taught you how to enjoy fried chicken because you should embrace your black roots. And he's like, uh
1: yeah. Wait, what movie you're talking about?
0: Green Book, the one that won Best Picture, the one with the oh. guy who drives it. I actually do like that movie Wait. more than most. It actually beat Black Panther for Best Picture in 2018. It's not Damn. a terrible movie, like it's got a sweet friendship, but I do think you know it shouldn't be like I, I think some movies are sweet stories, but shouldn't be, like, the movies we teach people about racism with. You know what I mean? Like, we should not be using Green Book And now like that a,
1: guy's gonna be Blade, right?
0: Marshall Ali, yep. And he's Marshall great in it. He's the best part of Green Book. But it's like, we should not be using that movie as, like, the lesson for other people to like, in, like, how to treat others with respect and not be racist. It can be a part of it, but, like, we need to show more movies like this about, you know, multi cultural relations and you know just black culture and celebrating black culture and all that mm-hmm. stuff and stuff like spike lee's movies where it's actually made by black directors and filmmakers rather than a movie about a white guy made by a white guy where he and a black guy learn to get along even though he's a racist driver and but i do still like green mm-hmm. i think it actually is enjoyable like i i enjoy watching it like it's a fun fun it's a fun movie but it's not best picture it's not it's not better than this sure Actually, let me pull up the movies that were nominated that year, and you let me know if there are any that you think would rival this from what you've seen. Um, I believe there were eight nominees that year. Uh, Yeah, so Black Panther was up for this, obviously. Uh, Green Book won, Uh, but we also have Black Klansman. Have you ever seen that, the Spike Mm -hmm. Lee movie?
1: I haven't seen it, but i definitely heard of that movie.
0: Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. I definitely felt
1: like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah.
0: I do not like. Um, the favorite, the one about Queen Anne, the lesbian drama. Yep, That's I a- saw that. Um, a Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Um yeah. Roma, the uh, Mexican film from Netflix. And Vice, which is the one I talked about with Dick Cheney um, and yeah. George Bush. <laughs> so. Um, wow. That's
1: the a most good progressive year for movies. Yeah,
0: Black Panther and Black Klansman were like the two most progressive, I'd say. But the academy thought Green Book was, I guess. Um, yeah. But personally, I would have gone. Stars Born. That's my favorite of that slate. I love that movie.
1: That one was okay. <laughs> you know, the only reason why I saw the favorite was because Taylor Swift's boyfriend Joe Alwyn was in the favorite. He's good. In and that so movie I too. went. Yeah, so I went with me and and our friend Taylor, and we had no idea about. Whatever else went on in the story.
0: It's so then when Emma
1: Stone and Olivia Coleman started hooking up, we were like,
0: Yo, what's going on? That's such a cool (laughs) movie because it's like, it's it's funny, it's dark comedy, but it's also about like politics and, but it's also about jealousy and betrayal and rivalry. I I love that movie too. That would have been my like runner up. It would have been that or Star is Born probably. But you know what else came out that year that was not nominated for Best Picture, but one animated feature was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So good year for superhero movies. Nice,
1: Good year for superhero movies.
0: Black Panther, Infinity War, Spider-Verse, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, all 2018. And Incredibles 2.
1: Wow, and Incredibles
0: 2. I'm trying to think if DC had anything in 2018. They must have. Not Wonder Woman, that was 2017. Actually, 2018 might have been a dark year for DC. Let's see. Let's see, DC. Aquaman. Aquaman came out in 2018. That was DC's Mm. movie. So, a lot of good superhero movies. I like Aquaman. This is actually... I, I don't mind this stuff. This is a cool visuals. Okay. I like the waviness I've only of ever of like seen
1: *Radioactive*, *Birds of Prey*, and the, *The* Suicide Squad*. As far as DC movies go, it good e the only good ones one. Game. And and *The Dark Knight* we watched in high school.
0: Right, but that's not DC EU. That's just DC. But it is still a good one. All movie. right.
1: Well, I don't know the technicalities of it all.
0: No, I know. I'm dad. not saying you. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I'm just saying, like, it. You know. Came out way earlier and it was it was its own anomaly like the dark knight was its own beautiful masterpiece thing outside of because mm-hmm. the dcu itself has had some duds but that was after because dark knight came out the same year as iron man so iron man mcu had their the start. dark
1: knight came out in
0: 2008 mm-hmm.
1: it feels like it came out like later i feel like the dark yeah. knight came out in, like 2012
0: no, the Dark Knight because Rises. To
1: guess. Did.
0: Dark Knight Rises, which was the third one in yeah. that trilogy, came out in 2012. So that was the thing is that was before they even thought about making a universe. But then Marvel made a universe, and they were like, "Oh, we want to get in on it." So they didn't start till 2013 with Man of Steel starting their DC universe, their DCEU. So before then, they just had one-offs like Dark Knight or the Dark Knight trilogy, and uh, yeah, and they haven't been going back since. So we'll see. Dark Knight's great though. Do you like the Dark Knight?
1: Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed The Dark Knight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of our um assignments when I was in theater school was um doing a monologue of like a character that you'd like never really play and or I like did a, um, against one of the joke Yeah, 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 and I did one of the Joker's monologues from The Dark Knight mm-hmm. because I just I love I idolize Heath Ledger so much. Great. He was another actor that we lost too soon.
0: And he died Um, before the movie came out in 2008. He mm -hmm. died January of 2008. And Dark Knight came out, I believe, in July or August of 2008.
1: Tragic. And he won Um, the Oscar and his family accepted it on behalf of him.
0: Yeah, very sad. I love him. And Um, that would
1: just be such a fun character to play, the Joker, I think.
0: We've had so many, too, because we had the original... um, I believe, was it Cesar Romero? I don't want to uh, misquote myself. From the 60s, <laughs> like the original Batman. Um, Jokers, 1960s. Cesar Romero? Did I have the right... Yep, Cesar Romero. I'm good. Uh, Cesar Romero in the 60s, he was the original TV Joker in the movie. And then Jack Nicholson did it in 1989 against Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. So it was Michael Keaton as Batman, then Jack Nicholson was the Joker. And then Heath Ledger did it um and then after him jared leto did it That was mm. good in the lego batman movie it was zach galifianakis the fat guy from the hangover was mm-hmm. the voice of the joker and then most recently in the batman it was barry keown uh who did the joker in one little scene so a lot of and and Joaquin. we Phoenix. can't
1: joaquin. forget joaquin. joaquin
0: forgot about joaquin because i don't like that movie but he's great in it oh damn they're making a sequel. It's a musical with Lady Gaga. I wonder how that's going to be. Harley Quinn. You didn't know about that?
1: They're making a sequel to Joker.
0: With Joaquin and Phoenix musical. and Lady Gaga. it's Well, they say Is it's a Lady musical. Lady Gaga
1: playing Harley Quinn? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's got some
0: French title. I couldn't tell you what, it, what it's called, but it's coming out next year, I think.
1: Wow. Good job, Martin Freeman.
0: Yeah, I'll hear those rhinos. I love the sound. The
1: rhinos.
0: Oh yeah, this is a great moment between the two of them, Wakabi and Okoye.
1: See, they know her.
0: They look better up close, I think. Honestly, like when they're staying still, like that shot looked good, where he was licking her. Whereas, like when they're running and stuff and jumping, like they look fake.
1: For my country, yes. Without question or something. Yes, I knew it. You're close. I've seen this movie too much. (laughs) Is there such a thing?
0: There's that music. Yeah, I don't have any other fun facts. That was it for fun facts, but we're almost at the end. Can't believe it.
1: I have a fun fact. It's not fun at all. It's quite tragic. Oh, no. Aaron Carter passed away, Dill.
0: He did. Yep. Backstreet's not back, all right. Um, sorry, terrible. Okay.
1: Um, all right.
0: No, I mean it, it's very sad. Aaron, Aaron Carter, obviously for theater people. I mean, aside from Backstreet Boys, I mean, he was you know the original JoJo and musical. He was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, but very tragic. Wait, I, mean, I I don't know how he died, and I don't want to get into that right now. Just because by the time people are listening does. to this. Or I know where you
1: know it's not disclosed to the public yet.
0: I know where he was found and the cause of death, but I don't know how he ended up there. If that makes sense, but like I know where he was found, but
1: wasn't he just found in his home?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you off camera. I don't want to bog down this commentary talking about the the. Uh, it was very similar to Whitney Houston type scenario, but I don't know if it was drug yeah. related or something else. Um, we'll talk off, off camera, but all right, um. Yeah, powerful, powerful uh, moment here coming up with these two.
1: Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Like, this, these final moments between the two are so good. You can see the two of them both kind of, like, in their in their feels here. But yeah, that's, like, the first big, like, modern boy band star, right? Like, from, because, like, it was always Backstreet versus NSYNC, and I feel like, He's the first mm-hmm. unfortunate tragedy of that.
1: Yeah, I was reading about his life, and it said that he put out his first album when he was mm-hmm. nine years old, and mm-hmm. he went on tour with the Backstreet.
0: Yeah, he was part of Backstreet Boys. His, his brother was as well. Nick Nick and, Carter and, um, and Aaron Carter.
1: And he went on tour with Britney Spears. It was, that's like that's a hell of a life to leave. Lizzie God. McGuire. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love this, too. I, I just think the lighting is so good in this film because there's so many elements that are CGI, but it's, like, still very clear that even in CGI, they're lighting things mm. very well to give a sense of mood and tone. and
1: Like this sunset?
0: Yeah, like the sun setting and what that represents. Similar to Star Wars, I won't spoil, but a main character death has a similar death where they're staring out at the sun as they fade away. It's beautiful, just like this. Honestly? This didn't feel as long as it is, you know? Like, I guess maybe talking about it helps, but this I movie mean, always feels it like it goes by. Wise. Mm-hmm. Which is a testament to how good it is, you know? Where does this rank in your ranking? It's like, is this top tier?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Is this like number this one? Is...
1: I, mean, I might not say number one, but I'll definitely say, like, for sure, top five.
0: There we are, because they knew death was better than bondage. That is an amazing line. I heard, actually, I do one more fun fact. This is just something I remember hearing a while ago. Kevin Feige, obviously, there are some rewrites of scripts and stuff, and there's editing that goes on, but he said from the very beginning, that was the one line he didn't want touched at all. He was like, I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to touch that line. That is, He said that was the best line he's ever read in a first script. Nice. So he read read that line in the script and said, we're not touching that. That's the best line I've ever read. And there's that music. So good. If, okay, if the sequel's bad, what do you, do you think that hurts this movie at all? Or do you think this is still going to stand on its own as like a great movie? Like, do you think Thor Love and Thunder not being as great as you hoped brought down Thor Ragnarok at all for you? Or do you think?
1: No. Okay.
0: So you still think this is going to still stand-up is one of the best no matter what happens with the sequel.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: I'd I'd like to agree. Is Nakia in green again? Yes, she is.
1: Hell yeah, she is. A nice
0: bright green to celebrate.
1: We've been tracking, see, we've been tracking Nakia's costumes this whole movie, and we've found the pattern. we found the sequence. We've cracked the code.
0: I mean, hey, costume designers are... Some of the hardest working people. And especially for a movie like and this where every person, every extra, every extra has to be. Now it's kind of a soft, warm green because he's warming back up yeah. to her and they're going to they're gonna mm. get it on. Do you think? It's do you just, think we may see a little baby T'Challa in the sequel?
1: That would be crazy.
0: Kind of carrying on the legacy?
1: I don't know, Jill, because I don't know how I would feel about that because it feels like every important milestone in their relationship would then would then would have been off screen do you know what I'm saying
0: yeah that kind of has to be I guess oh she even has green earrings here yeah I love these two I yeah that's the one thing we'll, we'll never get to see more of them but but that's what makes these moments special, too, you know, of seeing them in this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're obviously going to stick through the credits because there is obviously post credit stuff. And then we'll head out. But it's we're nearing the end. You ever seen the movie Moonlight, the best picture winner, Moonlight?
1: No. Should
0: I? Uh, yeah. The little kid from Moonlight, the one who plays young uh, Chiron, is this kid right here. Uh, the kid that has like the final line and stuff. He's in this movie. Which is cool. It's like he wasn't a best picture wow. winner, and then they said, "You want to be in a Who Marvel directed
1: movie? Moonlight, Dill?"
0: Uh, Barry Jenkins, who has only done a few films mm. since he did that, he did If Beale Street Could Talk, and he's doing a prequel to the live-action Lion King about Mufasa and Scar growing up.
1: And it's going so to be live cool.
0: action. Yeah, it's going to be like the same as the new Lion King, like the same tone and stuff. It's going to be exploring Mufasa's rise to kingdom, I guess.
1: Still, a few cues. Did you see the first live action Lion King?
0: Yeah, I wish I hadn't.
1: Oh, okay, good to know. Second question: <laughs> Did you see Bros?
0: I did see Bros. I liked Bros. I gotta did see, see Bros? Bros.
1: No, I gotta get. I gotta get there. It's probably not in theaters anymore.
0: Might be in a few. Who knows? But they filmed a scene in our hometown in Cranford. I heard. And it's literally two seconds long. Literally, if you're going for that, don't. But I think you should still go because it's great. No, like,
2: I want to see it because I think Billy I is very funny.
0: He is very funny. A little raunchy. Just prepare yourself. A lot of naked, sweaty hey, men.
1: Hey, I'm not afraid of a little raunch. <laughs> so there's yeah, this two kid. kids in here, actually, that are not this kid, but there's... There's a set of twins in this group of friends that are all playing basketball, and they're in um, Euphoria.
0: Oh, very cool. Another show I haven't watched, but I need to. Big sing-y, sing-y, oh, you thing. should, Dill.
1: Dill, you want to talk about Ranch? we got to talk about Euphoria.
0: I've heard. I've I've heard. But
1: if you want and to I've see Zendaya so. do some serious acting, watch Euphoria.
0: Here we go. And ah, that smile. And there we go. And here is the best original song nominated all the stars written oh, by Kendrick
2: oh, I
0: was gonna say, always a favorite for scores and soundtracks. We always try to fit in a question about all the stars. I feel like we've asked three questions. Like, one was who wrote it? Another one was like what film features it, and another one was yeah. what song from Black Panther. I feel like we've asked that question a bunch. So we might have to retire all the stars. But Rihanna is writing songs for the for the uh sequel. That was part of the oh, news that nice. we were, I was gonna say for gonna next good. week, but. By then, it'll be old news because our, our episode next week is going to be, if you're watching this the week we're releasing it, the next week is Wakanda Forever. So next week, we will be back with our Wakanda Forever review. And the week after that, because we're going to be approaching Thanksgiving, Kelsey and I have been putting on the back burner for so long, a food-related podcast. And we will be tasting the MCU menu I officially decided <laughs> we're going to find a time to film Kelsey whenever we can before then. So I can edit it, but and we so we can prepare it. But the, uh, this is coming out the 7th, the 14th will be our Wakanda forever review the 21st, the, the Monday before Thanksgiving, we are going to be eating our own feast of Marvel goodies, including the long anticipated ice cream pizza. <laughs> Marvel. So,
1: Ew, um, bro. I'm going to throw <laughs> up. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Um, I love this title title sequence too. The song's great, but also this kind of sand vibe. I love the sand. I love sand. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> There's sand green. The green for Nakia. The green. That? Classic. That's something I never noticed in this film. That's green red. In every scene. Like every scene she's in green. There's a rhino. It's the best looking rhino in the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked the rhinos.
0: I, I don't know why, Leticia Wright, they gave her like. They look like butt plugs. I know they're not, but... Dylan! <laughs> I they think they were
1: like wrist like things. things.
0: Yeah, I know, but...
1: That she uses on, in the last fight.
0: Oh, no, when they're little lumps of sand like that, they look like the uh, the butt plugs it's from Daniel everything in the at once. Forrest Wittaker, Wicker, and
1: Andy
3: Circus.
0: Yeah, I love how he gets that last end. Because he's, he's a legend, Andy Circus, So good. All right, here we go. Post credits. I forget what this is. Is this actually, well, I guess um, we'll find out right now. <laughs> Austria. Oh, that's right. The United Nations.
1: Oh, it's the scene of them, and they're like, hey, we're going to start a Is that green? She's in
0: yellow. Or is that like a ne- lime green, maybe? It?
1: Yeah, it's like a neat. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: it's on the borderline between green and yellow.
0: Yeah, it's a yellow green, I guess. Man, just when we thought we had it, cracked his outfit suite here, too. Man, what a great actor. What a beautiful talent gone too soon. Probably the most heartbreaking death of my lifetime in terms of, like, just when he passed and how much of a peak he was at, you know.
1: I'll never forget where I was where you texted me, Joe.
0: Mm-hmm. I was down the shore. I was. I was watching, I mean down the shore. I was watching a movie trivia showdown down live event, and on my computer, and I just saw the in the live chat, everyone talking about it. I'm like, what Chadwick Bozeman. I looked it up. It's heartbreaking. Um, a great legacy he's left behind, and I mean. Keith Ledger was tough, but at the, that age, I was only 10, so I still didn't really know who he was beyond the Joker. And the, it hadn't even come out yet, but I was like, oh, the guy playing the Joker yeah. died? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And I remember where I was when Michael Jackson died. That was my fifth grade graduation. The day of my fifth grade graduation, Michael Jackson died. And I wasn't a big enough Michael Jackson fan at the time, but I knew who he was. I knew his popularity. And obviously, since then, finding out the things I've found out, can't say I'm a huge fan, but of him. Huge fan of his music, but... Um. I remember that one was a big one, too.
1: I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't think I was, like, conscious.
0: Yeah. I mean, and just this year has been tough, too, with all the losses. A lot of great comedians. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, sadly. And uh, most recently, Leslie Jordan. Hmm. So this is a game, and I'm just going to say, right, Trevor Noah... Why was Trevor Noah in this? Was he the voice of something?
1: Oh, he isn't it. I think he's I think he's the voice of when he's telling uh, Martin Freeman when they're shooting at the glass, and he's uh-huh. I think he's the voice that, that's like very the incredible. glass is at fifty percent. Hmm. Cause he was so, just he just talked about that on his show.
0: So I'm gonna take a game from uh, our very favorites, uh your favorite Mara Kanopic from the Schmodown and one of my favorites, Dan Merle from the Schmodown, uh, a great couple of the Schmodown. The Schmodown has since ended, which is sad, but uh, they're, all their matches are, are so great. They're both multiple-time champions of the Schmodown. Um, they play a game when they do their watch-alongs and commentaries where they look to see if anyone has a name that is a food. And, like, that's a game. That's that's how they keep themselves entertained through the credits as they look for the names and to see who can a find a name, name
1: that is food. a food.
0: Like, so, like, some, like, Kevin Like Kevin Bacon like bacon oh okay so like they look through the names because because then it makes the credits go by faster because credits i think i always stay for the credits because i love to like pay respects to the people
1: this guy's name is craig tex barnett so that made me think of tex-mex
0: no no it has to be direct yeah it has to be direct
1: all right all right no i know i'm I'm just telling you
0: no i know it's it's sometimes it doesn't happen but the good thing is like it helps the credits go by faster because, like I was saying, I like to sit through the credits. I like to pay respects to the people who made the movie. Um, and this is a good way to do it, to actually be able to read all the names as you kind of go through seeing if you can find a food. So, thank you Dan and Mara for inspiring that. Hmm. I'm looking on the left side. I'm not even going Brussels.
1: to right. Jeremy Brussels. Brussels sprout.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that? that's interesting because Brussels sprouts, it's a sprout from Brussels, Belgium. Like, so... Russell is more the location than the food. But that's the closest we're getting. That's good. Let's see if we can get any more specific. Russell's a good start. Dana Baker. But that's someone who makes food, not quite Mm. the food itself, you know? Oh, beers. Sarah Truly Beers. There you go. That's a drink. Let's see if we can get food.
1: Damn, you won.
0: It's not a contest. It's more like we're doing it together, like trying to figure out. So if you see any names, let us know in the comments if you see any food-related names. Hmm. It does help credits go by faster, doesn't it?
1: (laughs) All this just to see Bucky at the end.
0: Right. Hey, don't spoil it for any first-time watchers.
1: If you watched this for the first
0: time and were able to tune us out, good job, because we talked the whole time.
1: (laughs) about random stuff. It had little to do with the movie.
0: No, we talked about the movie, but it just segued us to other stories, you know? Which is the good thing about a commentary. Corn. It's
1: like... Oh, no. It's yeah? not
0: corn. Oh. I com-
1: I combine two names.
0: <laughs> I got funny. excited. It's okay. It, yeah. it's See, cold. that happens. Grill. Brian Grill. Can't do it, though. That's an appliance. See, it gets frustrating after a while. Baker. There's another baker. Not everyone could be Kevin Bacon. Yeah, the best. How many Kevin degrees
1: Bacon. away from B- Kevin Bacon are you, Dill? Oh,
0: let's see. Um,
1: Isn't it, is it six or nine? The nine degrees in Kevin Bacon. I
0: think it's six degrees, seven degrees. I don't know. You keep looking for. I'm gonna to try to think of a Kevin Bacon connection right now. So, hmm,
1: I'm probably let's... all nine away. Curry, oh, shoot. but not spelt like curry. It's I- I-E and not Y. Well, I guess that doesn't count.
0: All right. I've got one. No. I'm trying to connect. This is tough. Kevin Bacon. Okay. 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 Kevin Bacon was in Mystic okay. River with Sean Penn. Sean Penn okay. was in Milk with Josh Brolin Who is in Infinity War with Chadwick Boseman, who is in Black Panther. There we go.
1: Oh, okay. Not bad.
0: If someone can get any closer than that, let us know in the comments. Because that was pretty close. That was good, Jill. You did that really
1: quick, too.
0: Mystic River Milk, Infinity War. There we go. Three degrees of separation there. Fisher? What was that? Fish. Mm. See, that's someone who catches the food. Someone catches the food is a fisher. Or Fisherman, I guess. Burton, Jones, no, Fogel, Diop. Diop sounds like dip, but it's not. The Weekend. (laughs) Duckworth. But if it was just duck, that would have worked. I don't think we're going to get it. It's okay. It'll be a fun game for our next commentary. Oh, special thanks. Let's see if there's any food here. (laughs) No, probably not. Oh, that's a peach.
1: (laughs) Georgia. Yeah. I love how they're like, everything in this movie was fake, by the way. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. No kidding.
0: Really? You didn't have giant rhinos?
1: No Panavision credit. Hmm. The persons and events in this motion picture are fictitious.
0: Um, here are the little kids staring at me. <laughs> it's like they're staring at my soul. Oh. So in the theaters, did you know this was coming? Like did you think about this? Or I guess you didn't see this in the theaters. The first time you watched this, were you like, "Oh, that's the man she's talking about?"
1: Didn't we just establish that the first time I watched this was at your house?
0: Yeah, I can't remember what you said or how you reacted.
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: You were probably very excited.
1: I was probably pumped because I do love some Bucky.
0: I mean, a few words. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, he's He's come a long way
0: these days. I I think he's gotten even stronger with time, you know, as an actor. Like, find
1: (laughs) one. Sorry, like fine wine.
0: Black Panther will return in Avengers Infinity War. And we're likely done. We are are done with the commentary. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, That was a long one. That was was a big one. But hey, we wanted to get in the spirit for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We hope you enjoyed that. Kelsey, any last thoughts on this movie? Uh, I know you said it's your top five. Uh, Having watched it, any any new takeaways this time? Or just as good as it always is? Well,
1: they'll... I just loved the fact that we tracked that detail of um, Nakia's costumes throughout it. It makes me want to like watch it, you know, a few more times and track (laughs) little things like that because it's little details like that, that like a whole team of people think about and pay attention to Mm -hmm. and just put their hard work and dedication into. And just as like a, Regular movie consumer, like we don't really think about those things. Like we just come out, and we're like, "Wow, that was good," or like, "That was okay," or like, that "That was shitty." So right. in a movie like this, we all walked away from it being like, "Oh my god, that was so cool!" It's these little details that make it so why it was so good and yeah. so in, in effective and successful and all that. So yeah. I love. So
2: you yeah. Where can they find Go ahead. it? <laughs> where can oh. They find it?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You can follow me on TikTok at Cause13, making a lot of content there. And That's right. you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, Cause Productions.
0: Hell yeah! And you can find me at the Dill Pickle Movie Network here. Or if you're listening, if you listen to us, thank you because you listen to us for two and a half hours. I hope you were able to follow along. The one thing I forgot to do was like give time codes as to where we were throughout the movie in case you jumped off or something. But I, we hope just by our discussions you knew where we were in the movie around where we were like when we were talking about the what are those or anything like that Uh, we hope you were able to keep up again this is not the ideal way to watch the movie for the first time but if you've seen the movie so many times it's kind of fun to just kind of put us on and be like let's chat with our friends kelsey and dill and we hope you had a fun time chatting with us uh had a fun time watching this movie and if you didn't watch the movie you just watched us talk for two hours and i hope you at least had fun watching us watch something. Um, <laughs> but if you want to find anything else yeah, head to the podcast feed where you can find out all our podcasts. I actually haven't posted in a few weeks. I actually had trouble with the anchor app the past few weeks. Uh, I actually, my password, it locked me out. I finally got that back up and running. So Monday I'll be dropping at four episodes on Monday because Uh, The past three weeks, I've been locked out of Anchor. I finally got back on Anchor, so all the podcasts should be up there. So you should be able to get the Halloween match. You should be able to get the Halloween um, 31 Days thing. You should be able to get the She-Hulk finale review and this Black Panther commentary. I'm so sorry. Um, Those haven't been available the past few weeks. I'm going to be better about it. And uh, I'll make an announcement on the channel soon about the Dill Pickle podcast, which I am officially going to launch in January. I know it's been something I've been talking about for a while. It's going to happen in January where all the shows, Picture This, Frame Wreck. uh uh, what are the other shows we have on the channel i have a draft day all that's going to be on the um the podcast dill pickle podcast which will be separate from this this is our own podcast this was the first passion project like this came before all the others like this is its own feed we're gonna have this we're gonna have the dill pickle podcast so there are going to be two podcasts subscribe to both once they're available um and yeah head to the dill pickle movie network where you can subscribe to see our faces doing all this stuff especially it's fun watching this watching us watch this movie, as I said, uh, all our reactions. Otherwise, that's all I got. Kelsey, any last words uh, before we go to see Wakanda Forever? Any last predictions, last um, last words about that? No. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy. Uh, drink safely if you're watching this. Uh, I know we didn't really pay attention to the rules of drinking every time they said Wakanda, but drink responsibly. We promote responsible drinking. And uh, as always, tune in next time for our Wakanda Forever review. And right before Thanksgiving, we're going to be eating ice cream pizza. You're not gonna wanna miss it.